Okay. All right. Okay. Fading it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Red Dead Radio. My name is Shark Johnson, and I'm joined tonight by Creamy Johns, Cream of Egbert, John Michelle. Hello. We have a great episode for you guys. Uh, t tonight is our ghost, our phantom specter ectoplasm episode. So we're going to get super creepy. You guys are going to feel a chill in your bones, but it's okay. Light a fire, sit on back, grab a bottle of cognac, and enjoy. Rad Dad Radio, episode 31. We're going to be uh, talking not just about ghosts, but I played some new games, Resident Evil. Um, I got some questions for Creamy Johns, and we're going to have top three and trivia and everything that everybody loves. Um, John? Anything you want to add to the lineup of the show? It's going to be a real haunter. You're going to you're going to feel chills and uh, you're going to be haunted by our voices. Oh boy, the afterlife. Oh. What happens? Do we get stuck in limbo? Are there see-through entities C3 that PS. float around us and rattle chains? We'll find out tonight. Rad Dad Radio. Greatest. <laughs> Turn the music up in the headphones. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid. Uh, welcome to Rad Dad Radio, the only podcast out on the interwebs that's made for dads, dudes, dorks, and dames. That's right. Anybody can listen to this here podcast, and if you're a father or a mother um, and you want to hold on to a little pocket of awesome, those hobbies, those nerdy, geeky, dorky, awesome things, video games, comic books, um, this is the podcast for you. We are brought to you by the Podcast Right Right Now Network. If you like the flavor of Rad Dad Radio, check out Podcast Right Now. They just added a, a new chapter from the future of Kevin Shaw. Uh, John, <laughs> it just skips. It keeps getting weirder, man. It keeps. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good chapter. Um, our resident podcast host, uh, TV's TV's Joe Gonzagas, is his last name. He um, concerto. Yeah, it, it's costly, and he's doing it for the good of the pod, but apparently it's a real pain in the ass to travel to the future, and what he's done is he's managed to um, ascertain a another chapter. in the. It's a future book, and it's titled um, Still Chirpin' 90 Years uh, of, of Life for Kevin Shaw, or something to that effect, and it's, it's riveting. <laughs> yeah, so check that out, podcast rightnow.com and uh, on all podcast networks if you like rad dad radio and want to help us with our success please check us out on patreon.com that's patreon.com slash rad dad radio uh give a buck a month it'll help us out you know we're hoping to do some big things with this and um we need your help so check us out on patreon.com of course, you can email us at raddadradio, the number one, at gmail.com, or give us a call, 970-368-5694, or foulox4. It's an ox that uh, maybe has it was attacked by a ghost. Maybe it has a ghost inside of it. It's got that maybe. spirit beef going on. So you can leave a voicemail. If it's entertaining, we will uh, we'll put it up on the show. And uh, Mixler, John, tell them why Mixler is the best way to listen to Rad Dad Radio. 
I'll do that. Yeah, Mixler is great because uh, if you install the app on your cellular device and then you just tell it like, hey, I'm going to follow, you know, a podcast right now. I'm going to follow Rad Dad Radio is what we're called on Mixler. Uh, As soon as you hit that follow button, you'll get a notification um, if you allow it in your settings and uh, you'll know when we go live. Um, For this podcast, typically we're Wednesday, but every once in a while it's a Thursday. Hell, sometimes it's a Sunday morning. You know, we it's it's fun to it's fun to you know go along for the ride live on the podcast. So, yeah, if you do all that, then you'll know when we're live. You can listen live if you're busy or whatever. You can count on us uh, putting it up on the iTunes uh, just a you know a day later, something like that. So, yep, yep, yep. Well, should we get on with the pod? Let's do it. Okay. Um, La 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 la. No, I couldn't get the pol. It's the poltergeist song. Um, No, John, we're talking about ghosts. What? Um, what are ghosts? What are they? (laughs) Well, first of all, you got to let the kids know this has been our our Halloween sort of October month of spooks and scares. Yeah, on Rad Dad Radio. So. We we did a hell of a zombie episode last week. That was that was just a hundred percent pure orgasms for me. I love <laughs> I love zombies. That was fun. Um, and then and then prior to that, we did some werewolf uh, uh, potting. So that was a that was a good ride too. Uh, check those out, please, if you haven't heard those. They're a good time. Um, what was the question? What are ghosts? What, yeah, are, what are ghosts? What are, yeah. What are spirits that linger within the now? And the after. That's yeah. That's the yeah, question. The here it? beyond. Yeah. The never realm. Um, there are there are huge uh, chunks of people that believe that the, the human body is is merely a shell for what the Buddhists call a soul. Now this soul contains a certain amount of energy. Energy can neither be created or destroyed. We all know this from Chemistry 101. I think Bingo. I nailed that correctly. Yeah, you're Anyways, on it. <laughs> the energy, the body dies, the soul remains. Where is that? Does Where the is soul that? travel to the afterlife? Clouds and a man with a with a, a beard, beard, or Lucifer's playground? Yeah. Uh, that's what you want. You want heaven or hell? Because guess what? The worst case scenario is not hell. It's it's this in-between world. I disagree. Unfinished business is usually no way, man. Uh, it would be awesome being a ghost. Think about it. If you're in heaven or I don't hell, think so. I don't think you're there forever. That's awesome. a that's eternity. Whereas if you're a ghost, you're watching, you're watching the world change, man. Maybe knock over a book, slide a penny up and down a wall. There's all yeah, kinds of but, stuff you can do. But I think it's still like, I think it's still no bueno because you can't like sleep or eat or. Maybe you can masturbate. I don't think you can as a ghost. I don't think those. I don't think those are those are human activities. You know what I mean? Where would your haunt be? Like, where would your uh, your main headquarters be if you were to become a phantom Egbert? Oh, well, I'd go off the beaten path. I wouldn't be a you know poorly lit, older you know mid-colonial mid-century yeah. house it, it would be I, I would i would try to do like some daylight haunting you know 
I'd go yeah. to your local yeah. uh, IHOP. I'd hit up Starbucks. I think a McDonald's play place would be that'd be a primo Ooh. place to hunt. <laughs> wow, a, a generation of children talking about the ball pit. Like, don't yeah, don't, don't go in there. The ball pit too don't long. Go, There's this guy who, who tries to promote a podcast that apparently aired years ago in the ball pit. Do not go to the ball pit. <laughs> it's just like an urban legend. Like, oh, on um on on Broadway. 300 Broadway, there's a McDonald's, so you got to avoid that ball pit. Oh, man. Well, okay, so, like, in a lot of cool ghost movies and ghost stories, like, um, whatever you did in your life would be how you would ghost. Okay. And, and, you so know if you're I mean? like, like Tony Hawk, old... you're just, like, you're grinding rails yeah. and picking your nose and yeah. Superman you in your way ghost... across the universe there. You'd see a ghost 900 every once in a while. For me... Um, I guess I would be at different um, bars and venues in Columbus, Ohio. I'm I'm a whispering do, trivia into the yeah, ears. I, mean, I of... do trivia hosting, and so like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd go to take a shit or something, and then the lights yeah. like flicker, and I'd be like, "Who was the 14th president of the United States of America? <laughs> Who and played Barney Fife in yeah. <laughs> the Andy Griffith yeah. Show?" Yeah, yeah. Don Knotts. Wait, did you hear that, honey? What was that? What was that yeah. noise? <laughs> yeah. You'd come out of there. You'd wipe and you'd come out of the bathroom. You'd be like, I don't know, man. Something happened. And then whoever the current trivia host was, he would ask that question. And, and then it would then it'd be a close-up on your face. And you'd be like, cold sweat. <laughs> you get that that force zoom from Jaws. Yeah, yeah. That like, oh Chief God, Brody no. zoom. Yeah. I would uh, – I would I would fuck up a summer camp as a ghost man. I would I would just just scare kids and be at campfire those are, stories. Those summer camp kids, they're asking for it, you know. They're away from literally. Home. Mommy literally. and daddy's not down the hall. Yeah. Literally, man. I did a I did a Halloween camp this past weekend and we did our camper choice and it's like we got pumpkin carving we got face paints we got you know uh, learn the thriller dance over here and then this girl comes up to me little girl she's probably nine years old she goes can we summon demons <laughs> and i was like jeez louise kid Christ. get out of here you're creeping me out junior Tell your parents to cancel cinemax you weirdo yeah but uh yeah i could make all those ghost stories come to life uh, no pun intended. If I was a, a summer camp ghost, a lot I think of... I'd be better at it than current ghost because I don't believe in ghosts. Um, and I, I feel like I need to make that clear at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, I don't believe okay. In ghosts. I don't think that they're real. I don't think that okay. like haunted tours are real. I think it's just a bunch of hippies trying to like, you know, find something cool to do or, or, or to market and make money off of. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I would, uh, I would be way better at it than the current ghost whatever the current current generation of ghosts yeah Yeah. i'd be doing way like i would do some undeniable shit like in front of a lot of people and right now these ghosts they're not doing that okay well maybe it's hard maybe it's a lot of work to you know in uh patrick swazay's movie the ghost he had to go find that angry uh that angry feller on the subway to learn how to do he had to put emotion into all the the physical manifestations that he was able to eventually master and yeah, but it feel, did not take him long to find that guy too. Well, it's Patrick yeah. Swayze. He's the best at everything. So it's true. He, he aced at it at being an undead spirit, you know. So, okay. um, so I'm okay. So you don't believe in ghosts. So do you believe in the human spirit, though? Do you believe in uh, that there is 
there, there may be another aspect to all of us uh, bald monkeys that we haven't quite scientifically tapped into. Well, I would say, I would say religious, religiously, I consider myself like an agnostic. So like, um, as far as a spirit in the human body, um, I would, I would lean. No, I would lean that, you know, when you die, it's just kind of lights out and what a bummer. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, I go, I go towards science, I think more than I do, okay. um, our, our upbringing, which was both you and I were both raised in the Catholic church, yes. Roman Catholic, right? Which um, is the most, religion. that's the scariest religion, right? It's not the, it's not only the scariest, creepy but in one. my opinion, it's the most correct. Like if you're going to be religious, <laughs> you should be hardcore Catholic and not like play around on Sunday uh, you know, Southern Baptist, uh, hold a snake, uh, or like these arena churches where it's kind of like, you know, Hey, we just, we just want to have God a good time. Rock and roll to you. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're serious about religion and you're out there and you're listening to this, you should feel guilt. All right. Well, you should feel, le- you should let feel me... upset about you know, <laughs> your, your mortality and stuff. Well, let um, me put some, I'll shine. I'll put a different spin on that. I think I'm jealous sometimes of religious people because they regularly believe in magic. Like every Sunday, if you're Catholic, other Lutheran, Protestant, every Sunday you get to watch an old man or a creepily young man turn bread into flesh and wine into blood and you believe it and you eat it and you drink it and that ceremony is not mentioned in the Bible at all. That's just fun magic shit that some wizard man back in the Bible days came up with. Hey, let's yeah, do this. Well, all right, let's try it out, Fred. Let's see how well, it goes think, next week. And well, think about it. It's it's marketing. Where else are you going to get the body of Christ? I mean, you have to have a priest bless it. But why are we eating and, it? That's weird, right? It's vampire stuff. Well, it's a it's a it's symbolic, but it's blessed. You know what I mean? It's the Oh yeah, the body, so it the it blood cool. makes it okay. It's well, like dark it's, magic it's stuff to me. I think everyone understands that, but it's like it was a it's a power play from the you know the Catholic Church uh, through the times that well okay so look at it this way for the longest time the Bible was only written in Latin right mm-hmm. and so the mm-hmm. only person you could go to to you know seek salvation and and do the good do the good thing on Sunday it was a was, Mexican. No, a, a Latin, you know, oh, a, yeah. a, a a priest that could that could, could decipher, speak yeah, just like in Braveheart, yeah. And so, yeah. like when the King the King James version of the uh, Bible came out, that was like a real big deal in the in the in the history books because that meant that everyone could have a Bible and they could all understand it. It wasn't in Latin, and so it's it's a big marketing scheme. You know what I mean? Oh, for oh, sure. And it's yeah. uh, if you like a. Uh, um, I recommend the author Joseph Campbell, who talks a lot about how there's kind of common stories throughout human history, and you know the Jesus story is reminiscent of many other stories, and religions just kind of steal the best stuff from whatever came before them, and then throw it throw it into the new mix of uh, fun magical traditions, and apparently that uh, trans morphification ceremony that the uh, Catholic Church does—I butch- butchered that word. 
um, that was done in Egyptian religions and all other stuff. But anyway, I think it's cool. If you wake up every day and you believe in that kind of stuff that, you know, there's 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 superheroes in the sky with big wings that your grandmother could <laughs> become be about it. <laughs> could become one of those. I mean, that's I think that's Hold cool. Hold on. Don't be a <laughs> dick about it, because like no one knows. Right. That's the fun thing about the. Afterlife. Oh, that's the best part about there's it. There's no proof. You know. And that brings me right back to ghosts. Every single culture has some form of uh, ghost spirits, you know, visitors from the, the other side, you know. And I, that to me is always compelling. You know, so I'm sure we'll do a Bigfoot episode someday for some random reason. Same deal. Every culture Next believes week. in Bigfoot. <laughs> but, but that kind of stuff says a lot to me. It says one of two things. That kind of shit's real. Or... We have something all in the the networking of our brains that uh, goes back to times when we were terrified of the wind and the cold. And uh, as a little reminder to stay indoors and be safe, our brain shows us old monkey shit back from when we were swinging from trees, you know. Um, And so, I don't know. I think another part of it, John, is what you said. Every the one thing every human being has, and I don't care what they tell you, is at a certain point in everyone's life we're all afraid of dying, and because of that, death becomes our greatest fear. And so, uh, what's the what's the manifestation of death? It's ghosts, bro. It's the creatures in the night. It's the shadows on the wall. It's the flickering of the light. It's that weird reason yeah. your candle goes out. So yeah. Well, and not only are we afraid of death, but like we grieve strongly for those of like the people oh, closest gosh. to us that do die. Right. Yes. And so there's this, like, there's this thing in all, you know, spectrums of personalities that like, we want to hold on to those that were lost. Right. Mm-hmm. And so some people might go harder on that. And some people might be like, well, you know, my dad died. I have to, you know, I'm, I'm of course I miss him. I'm sad. I have to move on though. You know, I have my life to live. And then there are people that are a little, um, maybe more confused about it that they say, Oh, the wind chimes blew on a Tuesday and they blew last Tuesday. That's my, that's my father. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's no, like people, people are flawed. Our memories are flawed. Like people make up stories. So it's, it's every it's that and everything in between and i think you get you get you know ancient stories and in recent stories of yeah the afterlife well and and there's some cool things to that there's some science to that i mentioned on the werewolf episode uh two episodes back episode 30 um that uh there's a great book called spook it it's by uh, mary roach is her name She's this fantastic uh, science author with a really great kind of <laughs> like uh, cutting edge kind of comedy, a real cutting comedy kind of throughout the whole thing. Um, and that's that's basically a collection of all the science human beings have done to try to figure out the afterlife, you know. And um, there's a whole chapter on reincarnation, which, John, that's a crazy th- that's a crazy one. <laughs> that's a that's a fun one to think about. You know, you get another shot at it. I think that would be rad. That would be so awesome. We would, yeah. statistically speaking, we would be Chinese, but I'm okay no, with lo- that. It's no, a beautiful, I love the idea beautiful of country. And like how, yeah. depending on how you lived your life, it determines what creature you come back as. Oh, that's very Buddha of you. Um, 
that's the idea of enlightenment is that you've lived every existence thus you become an enlightened spirit and then you become a spirit guide for all those little low level spirits trying to get up to the top tier and uh yeah if you were a rich one life you could an earthworm or something yeah or Or you you were a rich wealthy you know business tycoon and the next life you're a a homeless woman in a wheelchair you know so it just creates what, what a lot of... What if that's how it was? Wouldn't that be wild if you just kept, I would be A-okay with that. kept doing it over and over yeah. unknowingly until you got it right or something? That'd be wild. I think that's awesome. That should be a movie. I mean, it kind of is. I don't know if you've seen... Um, um, life of Pi? Defending Your Life. It's uh, <laughs> Albert Brooks and Glenn... I'm sorry, Meryl Streep movie. came out in uh, the early 90s. I want to say 92, 93. And okay. it, that's the whole idea is you go up um, it's like a legal setup. So you die, you go to this like waiting room before heaven and you get a lawyer and the lawyer's job is to defend your life and rest in peace. Rip Torn plays Albert Brooks's lawyer and he just died a couple weeks ago actually. And, um, you sit in a room and there's a giant movie theater screen and you and a panel of judges watch the best and worst moments of your entire what's life. A, what's this movie called? It's called defending your life. Did it have the guy who did Finding Nemo voice? Yeah, Albert Brooks. I can't do Albert an Albert Brooks. Brooks. Was, <laughs> he was, was also Helen in Drive. In who, was who was the lady? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Man, that movie's good. That I movie's real good. That wow. Yeah. That's a good. Well, philosophically, that movie really is like, oh well, that's how it should be, because you go you go up to this room, you you have to defend your life. So it'll show him as a little kid, like stealing a candy bar from a store all the way up to him getting in an argument with his wife and um if you the judges clear you you get to move on to heaven and if they don't you get to go back and give it another try um and then you the the process repeats itself but it's a great film but i kind of like that whole idea you know hell yeah yeah um, I, man, you rocked me because I completely forgot about that movie and I remember <laughs> yeah, watching good. it when I was like 14 or something. Yeah. It's real good. It's a raw, it's, it's technically a romantic comedy, but it's good. And then remember he good. like breaks out of the bus at the end when he was supposed to like, yeah, she's, well, she's going place. to heaven and he's going to back to earth and, Yeah, to relive. <laughs> and it's, wow. it's like that, um, Oh gosh, what's the name of that? No movie? one has seen this movie, by the way. Like no one. Oh, I guarantee no one's seen it. It's one yeah, of those no ones one we seen this. And it's we had a weird level cast. of access to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- rest in peace, Rip Torn, man. Uh, that Freddie got fingered. Like man, he's he's just one of the best out there. Um. All right. So did you reference Freddie got fingered for Rip Torn's career? Yeah, man. He was willing to try to anything. <laughs> he was also on the Bernie Sanders show for like a decade. Did you ever, but... did you ever see that movie? I, I can't think of the title. I'm looking it up right now. But it was where it was a weird like live action movie that Rip Torn was in, and he got in a real fight. And the way the what? movie was filmed, have you heard about this? Was it the Joaquin Phoenix? No. Movie? Um, I'll find it right now. Um. I love we're having Rip Torn talk right now. I've always liked Rip Torn. Well, he's great, and he just re- he just recently passed. Um, okay, so the so the movie is called Maidstone. Oh, and okay. And it was made in 1970. And oh wow! It's a stinker. Like, don't watch the whole movie. 
uh, I haven't, but anyways, if you if you YouTube um, Maidstone, Rip Torn Fight, something like that, um, the director he was he was just like shooting stuff like i don't i don't know how the movie like played out or or what what happened it was released only at like film festivals and stuff but rip torn's in it and he like this is on film he like assaults this guy and like kids are screaming all around and they're rolling around in the grass and he's like they're biting each other and shit it's really it's Whoa. super weird Whoa. And um, yeah, the movie's called Maidstone. Yeah, All right. I only found out about this because of like doing trivia or something like that. Okay. And um, oh my god, yeah, it's just super visceral and weird. And the movie was a flop. No one understood it. It, it was one of those that like critics saw it as this is the best cinema ever created or that was a fun time for movies though people were the, trying the, yeah, some crazy yeah, were, stuff it was definitely experimental right like uh-huh and, but the majority was like this is a waste of everyone's time don't go see it it's two hours of like people like hippies talking it, it, it's it I, you know I don't, I don't know how else to explain it but um uh, for the listeners maidstone uh, just YouTube that, and you'll see Rip Torn like fight this guy, and I think he gets a hammer at some point. Everybody's screaming, fuck? and they're real life kids. You son of a bitch! Around. Yeah, yeah. Their real life kids are, are around on the set, and they're all crying. It's oh my crazy. god! What is? <laughs> Sounds like Faces of Death or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not that violent. It's not a violent image or a violent video, but it's just it's real. So it's like. Rip Torn is a crazy son of a bitch. They, he's he's brought it up a couple times on different like late night shows that he's been on and different interviews. You know he's he's been on like people ask him about that because they're like, hey, what was up with that time in your career when you did this weird '70s movie where you assaulted a man on camera and everyone argued it was for the movie, but it was like a like a real life footage movie. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the only other thing I have to say about Ghost is I still am holding out belief that there could be a legitimate, legitimate, sorry about that, legitimate scientific explanation for why or how this phenomenon is happening. And it could be as simple as that energy thing that we were talking about. So, you know, I there could be aspects of us, and this is what I think about um, the the eyes in the back of your head test. This was uh, tested by, and I'm blanking on the university. I don't want to just make one up, but it was a university test where it they was had. Cambridge. You say Cambridge anytime you don't know. It was Cambridge, 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 and uh, university. Anyway, they had um, they did the eyes in the back of your head test where they had people look at other people from various distances, from behind a panel. They would step out, look at them, and then. The person would press a button every time they thought someone was looking at them. And then, John, it was like within the 80 to 90% accuracy range. Like it was really high. And so I think about that. And I'm not okay. saying the word psychic or EMSPN, you know, like I, th- I think it's something that we just haven't quite defined. And um, like when you're at a really great rock concert or you hear someone give a really good speech or people are just dancing or you just walk in your backyard and everyone's having a great time and it's like perfect. That to me is like, there's like a feeling around those types of things that we all just kind of tap yeah. into. So yeah. I, th- I think there's something there and imagine 
if every second was a piece of really thin rice paper and certain events can burst through different layers of that rice paper and this is a wild analogy but um imagine if it's that impact is so big it can leave an imprint on a place and if you think about like there are places notoriously known for being creepy places and yeah maybe it's a barometric pressure light uh humidity you know there electromagnetic fields infra infra whatever sound you know but uh I don't know. I think there's something to that, man. And I know we've all experienced that. That's my next question, John. Do you have any real-life ghost stories? Anything that, like, um, happened to you? Anything curious? Um, just the time you took me to 1999's Blair Witch, and you told me it was real. <laughs> I thought it was real. Yeah, no, you told me it was real. I thought the it was internet real. wasn't out yet, and um, no, I, I, I have, I have zero ghost stories. I like anytime I hear a noise, we have cats, so I'm just like, oh well, fucking cats, you know. Um, you don't get creeped yeah, out. I don't have any. I don't. I don't believe, man. I don't subscribe. I think it's. I think it's uh, like. Well, uh, I'm. I'm with you on that. Like I could. If someone was like. And yeah, if, you know, if, if I was in an Airbnb. Bullshit. Well, actually, this happened to me, John. I was at a VRBO with the boys, and we read a note inside the guest book, and it was a suicide note. And someone said while they stayed there, they killed themselves in the upstairs bathroom. And here's the thing. We didn't feel – we didn't know that at all. It was on the last day, like hour and a half hour before we left is when we found this, and Jordan was, like, geeking out and showed it to me. Um, but – my theory is if we would have read that the first half hour when we stayed there, you know, Friday to Sunday, I yeah. think it would have completely affected the entire uh, weekend. And I think we have this powerful imagination. Um, you know, everyone says kids have this incredible, wonderful imagination. It doesn't go away. We just we add some smarts and wisdom and experience to it. So it changes it. Yeah. But man, if we don't know what we're looking at or we don't know what we're feeling or we don't know what we're experiencing, our brain will come up with an answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, It'll, we're imaginative, it, imaginative uh, creatures, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, I to, awesome. Um, I have to empty my saddlebag. I know that's early in the podcast, it is. but it's hitting me now and I want to be focused. For well, I'll tell, I'll tell another little ghost story uh, that uh, happened to me while you're gone. All right. All right. BRB. Okay. Um, so Ohio, where I grew up, is like a, a kind of a it's it's got a lot of folklore. It's an older place, had a lot of immigration, and then you have the entire Underground Railroad slave runaway slave history, you know. Um, which man, so many people forget about that. Like I'll bring it up in conversation. I'll be like, oh yeah, we were we did do that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We had slaves, and it was so bad that they had to run away to stinking Canada to go get their freedom, you know. So Ohio is just rich in the history, and down in Portsmouth, Ohio, which is a uh, Portsmouth, it's a city right on the Ohio River, literally on the other side where these runaway slaves would uh, either, fingers crossed, get across the ice or swim across. You know, if the, I guess if the weather was a little warmer, but um, I had recognized a name, and I'm blanking on it right now. I apologize, but from uh, there's a series of books called Haunted Ohio, and it was all like real Ohio, well, real's relative, right? Um, Ohio ghost stories, right? So I recognized the name of the restaurant and 
I asked, I was like, hey, were you guys in a Haunted Ohio book to the waitress? And she's like, yeah, 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 we were. <laughs> she said, that's just, sorry, that's how everyone talks down Southern Ohio. Um, she's like, yeah, we were. Um, I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I like recognize the name. And she goes, you know, if you want, after your dinner, I'll, I'll take you down to the basement. And I was like, are you serious? Definitely. And I was with some girlfriend and her parents. <laughs> it's like one of those like dinner dates. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. <laughs> like you guys don't have a choice. And so, um, and I barely knew him at the time, actually looking back, but so we go down to the basement, and it is as creepy a dungeony, huge, labyrinth, labyrinthy kind of basement, mazy kind of basement that uh, you've ever seen. And it had that kind of classic uh, dirt, wet, wet carpet kind of smell to it, you know. And uh, we're down in this basement, and I had a brand new Nikon digital camera. <laughs> Dates me a little bit, but. We were, I was just taking pictures. Like I was just reaching around corners, taking pictures, reaching over rafters, just the darkest places I could find down there. And I will say I had a feeling, but again, to my previous comment, there's a lot of buildup, you know? And so I'm down in this basement, and the manager comes down, and he's like, hey, oh, hey, go on up there. You got tables to take care of to our waitress. And he starts talking to us for a little bit. And I was like, so what is, like, what's the ghost story down here? And he goes, um, well, uh... You know, back in the 1800s, there were about 20 slaves that were down in this basement. And uh, this was an inn, and staying in the inn was a bounty hunter. And one of the worst rainstorm, rainstorms in like 100 years happened, and the basement flooded. And the slaves were so afraid of going upstairs and getting caught that they drowned in the basement. <laughs> We're like we're like down in this basement. He's telling the story, dude. Oh and I God. got hairs on top of hairs standing up on the back of my neck, right? And so I remember at one point I peeked I peeked around like this pillar and it was like this long, weird like corridor of concrete. And I peek well stone, honestly, and I peek around, I take a picture. Dude, I swear, John, that I saw a person in there. I swear to I swear there was a person in there. Um like and it looked like like they were trying to hide. <laughs> it was, I was like, well, we're getting, we're leaving, man. And we got up, we got out of the basement and everything. But then finally, just to end the story, we got home, plugged in the, the, the digital camera into the old laptop. And we got a lot of those weird orb things, man. Those little white balls um, that, you know, people claim to see in ghost photography. And um, I'm as scientific as it get. Like, of course, it's a dusty-ass old basement. You're definitely going to get particulates in the air. But one of those orbs was half behind a pillar in the background, which breaks all of the rules of, like, light, um, you know, imperfections. So I'm a, I'm a head-scratcher on that one. But, yeah, that that's my story. You got you, you, you showed up for all the good parts, John. So okay, all the, okay. All the scary parts, but... Um, Awesome, man. Well, I hope your pee was great, and uh, let's get in to the show. Um, John, tell me about what games you've been playing this week. Anything new? Dude. notable? Yeah. Yeah, a big thing happened this week. Should I just get right into that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so random random day, checking Reddit, and I see a post from this, this fella, and he says... You know, hey, have you ever wanted to see um, 
you know, uh, what do you call it? Los Santos and Grand Theft Auto Five and and beautiful VR. You know what? Yeah, and I said, uh, oh, I said, what? What is this? What is this post? He, it, it was so casual the way he posted it. Um, and so basically, this guy had created a mod for the PC version of Grand Theft Auto Five, where you could play the game start to finish. This is the the single player campaign mode um, in virtual reality, and. I said, "Oh my God!" And so I read, I read all of the, I read all of the sub, you know, the, the Reddit, and I and I made sure, you know, this was something, because uh, basically I hadn't purchased it yet on PC, and now that I have this baller, you know, um, computer, I, I wanted Rig. it, yeah. But I, at the same time, it was an argument in my head is like, th- you have to find this on a really good sale. Um, I, I can't justify buying it like what for the ninth time, you know, on different uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One. I beat it on 360. Um, we got into online mode and played heavily on one, you know, and, and I love that game so much. I love the campaign. I think it's the, it, it's, it might be like my top top five, you know, easily like games of all time, you know. And so um, I read along. And it turns out it's a really easy mod to install. You don't have to have a whole lot of um, experience modding you know, PC games or anything like that. And so I say fuck it, and I, I go looking on my normal, um, you know, uh, g- gaming websites for for sales and things like that. Um, Green Man Gaming, um, Humble Bundle is another one I found, and then I found it on a new one that I don't use. Uh, that often I think it's called like instant gaming or something like that found it for 15 bucks you know and it it would give you a uh, rockstar game launcher code oh cool and that's worth it and so I bought Grand Theft Auto 5 for $15 installed it on the computer how big was Um, the install um 80 gigs man how much how much space do you have on that cube that's the thing is there's another VR game called Asgard's Wrath that's 120 gigs that I want to get and it's like <laughs> it's the nerdiest when I built thing this computer we said. weren't thinking about storage and we yeah. only bought solid state so I am going to have to get another solid state drive um, soon because there are more games I want to get and games I don't want to delete because who knows when the hair comes you know comes flying up my ass and I'm like hey I want to play this game tonight I, like I don't want to only have three games on my PC and be like, you know, deleting and reinstalling and all that. And so um, I install uh, Grand Theft Auto V with the Rockstar game installer and it takes forever. It takes like a day because, not because of my internet connection, but apparently this has been a pretty common complaint with anyone who's used the uh, Rockstar game installer is that their servers are kind of limited as far as installation goes so it took a hot minute i install it i go into the uh program files and i install the mod and basically all i had to do was go to um i forget the name of the website but it's like a open source uh website for downloading you know mod files i and 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 what it is is it's like a graphics mod and so you go into the program files you replace the um you know the current um you know like graphics settings that you have 
and and then this this just works you know and so okay. I, I did some tweaking after. Get, I, what was I tried the it. game like? Jesus Christ! That well, I, I just want to explain how easy it was. You know, <laughs> okay. it was very easy to install. I'm not very. Um, I'm, I'm. I have no experience modding PC games. Anyways, I install the mod. I get it running. I get. I had to, you know, f with some settings, and I got it working great. Um, it is awesome. It is. Um, it is like a brand new game. It is really it is yeah it, yeah i mean so like i know i bitch and moan about vr and how cool it is but this is one where like <laughs> i've played the game um one and a half times through its campaign and i i cannot i cannot understand like i'm i'm so excited to finish this game a hundred percent in vr and so my first night i got it installed i ca i came into the old computer lab got myself a couple beers lined up I fired that thing up, put the headset on, and I started I started going to town on some GTA. Um, so like little moments like when you're driving, well first of all that's really intense. Like the game it doesn't use motion controllers. The mod is only for like sort of your view and when you're running around in the game you're you're still using um, and so I have an Xbox 1 controller hooked up to my computer and that's and that's what I was using to control. But there's still free head motion, so you can turn around and look around and things like that. Um, like ha little moments in the game, having Lamar in my oh, yeah. in in my passenger seat while yeah. I'm running, like driving around as Franklin, doing missions, and anytime he talks, kind of like looking over to the passenger seat and see him. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, awesome. is amazing. Um, one of the most recent missions I did was I. It was when Michael finally has to call up uh, Lester and the first mission you do is you blow up the cell phone of the CEO of uh, Lifehacker and, and Michael goes home and he watches it on TV and you get to decide like when you blow up the phone like you can let his keynote kind of go on further and further or you can just like kind of hit it right out of the gate um, and you remember that mission Joel? yeah yep yeah and so you like blow up the side of his head um, but like little moments like the first time I went to Lester's house, I got the info I needed and I got what I needed to continue the mission. But then I spent like probably another 10 minutes just walking around his house looking at, like <laughs> looking everything, at everything he had. <laughs> yeah, because it feels like you're kind of standing in that room and I can lean down and I can still, you know, like uh, just looking at all the posters he had up, the – you know, some of the code he had on some of the screens, um, by his bed, he's got, you know, that's cool. the tissues and the, and the lotion and different, you know, TV set up and how he's got wires run and just the whole thing. It's super cool. Um, what's, what's weird. And I got used to really quick. So it's not a complaint is when you go into, so like there's, you know, walking around, there's driving and then there's, um, combat, you know, where you have to, pull that pull that piece out and start you know shooting. killing people yeah yeah shooting put on the That's offense it. so what they did for the mod is really cool so when you when you go into the aim mode uh, by pulling the left trigger it's it's head aimed so like it's not auto lock aim assist it's just it's free aim but it's based on your gaze so all you have to do is like look your at gaze? where you want to shoot 
and that's where your wait it's watching is. your eyeballs no 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 no. um your your head it's gaze oh, so you're like ga- oh, okay where you, aim, where you aim your head or you. where you look is how you how you aim and a lot of people um that that kind of sounds lame, but after the first couple of missions, it's really fun because I'm way more accurate than I was, you know, if I was free aiming on a computer or even, or I'm, I'm sorry, free aiming on a controller or free or uh, or like auto aiming, which is what the default is. Usually, you like lock onto cover, uh-huh. yeah, and then you hit the aim button, and it kind of like goes to a target that's the kind of near you, and then so you, you start- can't. Well, obviously, you can't do like Arizona Sunrise where it's <clears throat> two guns pointing in different directions and stuff, right? Not in – no, not in Grand Theft Auto, no. Okay. And and that was the other big thing that pissed me off was like so many people that followed that same post on Reddit were like instantly shooting it down because it didn't have motion controls. And this is where I like totally disagree. I think if they made every game, every 2D game – to where you could play with your controller and still have stereoscopic 3D, um, like I would I would still play the shit out of all those games. I would play them more probably, you know. Yeah. Um, it is really weird because the mod, the way it works, the way they're doing it, which is kind of fascinating and interesting to me, is that what they're doing is, it's a mod where it tells the game to display the first person perspective. Which, by the way, you can also play this game in third person still. You can still play it over the shoulder, whatever you want. But I've been playing in first person. But the way it works is it tells the camera to offset by like, you know, two and a half inches, whatever the distance is between human eyes. And it projects the game in the headset at 80 frames per second or 80 hertz. And every other frame goes to the opposite eye so it goes frame one goes to right eye frame two goes to left okay three right four okay. Le- uh, and, and at such a high rate that it tricks your brain into thinking you're seeing uh, a 3d image the only downside to that is really fast movements or say i'm driving down you know Main Street, Los Santos, and I look out the side of my vehicle, you're going to see ghosting, right? You'll see like projection sure. of like double images. Yeah. So that's the only downside. It's not perfect. It is absolutely a mod, but you know what? It's not, um, it's, it's good enough for me to play the whole goddamn game and feel like I'm walking <laughs> around in Grand Theft Auto 5. It is awesome. Man. It'll be like, interesting to see like when you get to the, the, um, campaign missions where you're switching between characters, how that feels. Oh, I've already done that a little bit. I was Chop. I was a fucking dog in VR. <laughs> oh, it let you be Chop? Well, yeah. I mean, that's wow. how the game works. Remember when you're trying to find that one dude in the um, train cars kind of early in the game? You can be Chop? I don't remember controlling him. Yeah, it, it, it'll turn you over to, like, Chop oh, controls. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, but, um, that I, sounds like I'm a lot of it, fun. Oh, and then the weird thing, here's the fucked up part, is the one thing they couldn't fix in the mod, and by the way, this is called the real mod. It's like with periods, R-E-A-L, uh, the real mod, if you want to like look this acronym. up, if you're that, yeah, yeah. That, that type of person who's pl- who has a VR headset and uh, has Grand Theft Auto V on, on a decent computer. Um, when you do the cutscenes it gets really weird because all of the cutscenes the way that 
which if you've ever messed around with Grand Theft Auto V in the cinematic mode and like tried to make your own movies and stuff, you know about like the zoom and depth of field and stuff like that. So when you watch the cutscenes as you're playing through the game, the modder warns you like keep your head still and just look forward and try to hang in there. But basically what's happening is you're seeing this like zoomed out, super zoomed view and I don't know how to describe it. It's like if it's like if you were zooming in on something, you know, a hundred yards away and it's 3D still, but if you move your head a little bit, it's like a telescope. It'll it'll yeah. go way off. You'll like I mean you can still look around during the um during the uh you know the cutscenes, but the best way to do it is just kind of look forward. But the cutscenes running on my computer, the GTX 1080 Ti, um, the characters, Michael Franklin, like, oh my god, it's it's just, it's the prettiest I've ever seen. Like their faces look as far <laughs> as like lighting and like no yeah. jaggies whatsoever. Really nice, like. Um, you know, just like everything looks really pretty. It's it's cool. It's good. That's a hell of a review, yeah. man. That, yeah, that's what I've been playing. That's what I've been up to. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, uh, man, I do want to try your VR setup. When well, when I come down to visit in uh, February, March, we'll we'll set up a sesh. Okay. Yeah, that and just anyone who's into console gaming. Just budget money and buy a decent computer it's not that hard <laughs> right. i did it i'm the biggest idiot here all right i did it it's there's so many more games you can play it, like I, I know i love xbox i love playstation i love switch but if that's all you're playing and you love games you're passionate about games you know what man you're pushing. Steam is there, and John's the yeah, pusher. Just start building. You want to feel real good for guy. the rest of your life, man. Try some of this, bro. You just put it right in your arm. It feels great. Um, so well, what? It, I'll I, tell you I, what, man. <laughs> if the kids are watching a thing and the and the Xbox is taken up, I have options. Yeah, yeah. I got options. <laughs> um, so I beat Resident Evil Two. Um. And I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> so I uh, I beat it in Jeez, one. That's like record time. Didn't you just start playing that like a week it's, ago? It's lit. I well I tasted it a, a while, a couple weeks ago, and then I finished it out. And when I say tasted it, I probably played 20 minutes, half hour, just walked around, shot a zombie kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, get that beat wet. But I had uh, I worked last weekend, so I had a day off on Monday, and I finished it in one sitting. It's like a five hour campaign. And I haven't done that in a real long time, maybe like a decade where you just kind of, you know, back to the old days before you had all these responsibilities, you could just sit down and finish a video game, you know, and uh, it's great. I cannot recommend it enough. It's a fantastic game to play this time of year. Um, I mentioned in the last time I talked about it, uh, shooting the zombies feels really good and it takes a few shots to the head, but then they go down and you upgrade your weapons, heard, which like, the, makes it even um, more satisfying. Just, I heard like the destruction and like the particle yes. effects were like really accurate. In oh that game. yeah! So, like depending on where you lay a shot, like that's the chunk that will be blown away yes. from the enemy. Is that? Yep. Yep. I shot a zombie yeah. in the eye, and it had a full animation for like his eye was gone. There was blood splatter around his socket, and he was still coming for me. Um, 
I sh- I've awesome. shot off fingers. I've shot off hands. If you shoot one leg versus the other, it'll use that good leg to push itself across the floor and it crawls faster. Like it's awesome, man. And, uh, oh, man, it looks so good too. Like the graphics they pulled off the, as far as like reskinning oh, it's everything so good. up-resing everything. Yep, it's oh. so good. And the story's decent too. You know, you kind of forget the story. You only remember the moments back when you were a kid. Dude, but... I was like 11 when I played yeah. that game. Of course I the forgot story's the story. good. I know and... a liquor shows up early. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I would say a third of the way in, a liquor shows up. And then eventually the dogs show up. And man, there's even more the monsters dogs. and mutated people and sewer monsters and plant zombies. And it's just awesome, man. And, uh... Um, the thing, the other thing that you forget about is it's got really satisfying puzzles. Like they're not too hard, um, but they're hard enough to make you feel like good, um, after you do them and they're not tedious either. So it's a lot of, you got to collect, you got to get the code and to the safe and then the safe is missing numbers. So you have to find the the number dial or tiles to put on, you know, so it's like you're running around, but like what, um, what difficulty did you play it on? I played it on the easiest difficulty because I just wanted okay. to finish it, and I had you a blast. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then yeah. my follow-up question is, like, um, on the easiest difficulty setting, like, how was inventory management? Because I always remember a big headache oh, from the Resident Evil yep. games was, like, Bullet. I had to manage my inventory and yep. use those chests all the time to store my roots, yep. store, store my, yep. my herbs. You're, it's the same. It's the same, and bullets are like gold like when you find bullets it's a big deal and uh that's one of the 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 big things that changes the difficulty so i can only imagine in the higher levels like you gotta really nail every shot and eventually the type of weapon you use matters to the type of enemy that you're trying to destroy so you have to kind of learn that so that you're again more efficient with your with your bullets and Long story short, I had a, I loved it, and um, it's on sale. Actually, as of a couple days ago, it's on sale right now. Um, so you guys should check it out, Resident Evil 2. And then, John, I don't know if you heard, but there's a beta of a multiplayer mode that they're going to be putting into it. And essentially, okay. it's like one person is um, – they kind of control the map, kind of like back when we used to do the Forge mode in Halo where – you know, okay. while 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 a Slayer match is going on, you have another guy that's just like changing the map up, up or dropping off weapons or, you know, making things cut, building walls to cut off the players from one another. Remember when we used to do that? Okay. In Forge mode on Halo. I mean, not live, like not not during a match, right? Yeah, you can do it during a match. It's awesome. I'm forgetting this. It's a lot of fun. Either way. Um, they have a mode coming out where the players have to escape and you are, you have um, kind of real time strategy. You have resources and you can generate different types of zombies. Um, if you save up, you can Oh, cool. Do you remember the tyrant guy who wears the, yeah, the, yeah. He, he's the last guy, right? Um, well, he's kind of there throughout the whole game. Um, oh, he's Jesus. just stomping around looking for you throughout most of the game. Um, but you can generate him. You can put in booby traps. You can put in puzzles and it sounds really fun. It sounds like a, 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 a again asymmetrical way to play Resident Evil. I think it's a super creative idea. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. 
other I kind of went through I had a night where I was just trying stuff out because after you beat a game you kind of feel this weird sense of huh, what am I gonna get into Let's next keep going and yeah, yeah. and so I have a couple I had a couple nights where I was just like testing a couple things so I played Scream Ride the roller coaster creator game um it's fun for about a half hour, and then it gets old. <laughs> um, but there's three different modes. You, you're you're creating roller coasters to get the highest scream. There's like a scream and a nausea meter, depending on what you're doing. And then if you make the track incorrectly, people fly off and they fly out of the roller coaster, Final Destination three style, you know. Um, so and then there's a destruction mode where you get to shoot people inside of balls at buildings. Um, and knock over That's a bunch fun. of buildings. Um, uh, and then there's like a roller coaster rider mode where you're like, it's like a racing game where you're like speeding up through the roller coaster. But I played that. I think that you was know. one of the, by the way, I think that's one of the quotes they put on the like box version of the game was that <clears> it's fun for 30 minutes and then it gets old. <laughs> it is fun for 30 IGN, minutes. You know. Yeah, I would give it, I would give it probably two rusty sheriff's badges you know um and then i played um let's see here i played mud truckers which is again one of the uh, i didn't think it was fun at all but it's literally you're a jeep or a truck and you're driving through mud and you better know when to put it into uh four low and lock the differentials otherwise you're not going to complete the map in time and you can't get up that hill well you better use the winch on the tree to pull so yourself up the hill. Is it is it like simulation? It's re, it's like super semi, um, okay. mudding, getting a truck through mud, and um, heat mud. I feel like this would appeal to like if you were a uh, you know your kids. You really liked Buck your Hunter kids got 4. you a yeah your kids got you an Xbox. You're 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 in your mid forties. You've I never really I'll touched one before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's on mud truckers. This is awesome. And then that's all you play. I'll try it out. I don't know. Jim, yeah. come over. I'm playing mud truckers. Yeah. You really have to know your shit. Yeah. Um, I played the demo for the new Plants vs. Zombies. Unlocked. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, for, uh, uh, Johnny Jr., Johnny, come I here. Got some sort of achievement on the uh, X bone. I think I got some money. I think I won the three cherries over here. Come over, come over here. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what I won. Um, I played Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefield, or Battlefront Two. Uh, I love that game, man. I love the only the star fighting though. That's my only. That's my favorite part of the whole game is flying the spaceships around it, and. It, it is good. I mean, it is a good game, and it's unfortunate that it got plagued by all the negative um you know you know all the loot oh the ea getting because, your money yeah yeah and fuck ea still i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not changing I agree. my I agree. opinion on them but like they fixed that game they took it all out because they everyone online freaked out and and that's cool also because that reminds us that yes we have a voice you know if enough people get pissed about something uh, whoever it is, the developer, the publisher, they will they feel they will like they have to do something about yeah. to make sure yep. their game sells. It's in their best interest, you know. Yep. Uh, well, either way, did it for that it's game, a fun game. That is a good game. It's know? a great game, and uh, so I had some fun doing that. Um, I played the Plants vs Zombies newest version, Battlegrounds or something like that. Um, okay. 
and that's uh, it's a silly game. It's uh, not for me. I know Josh Reno played it, played it for a little bit, but I played a, yeah, I played a little bit. Um, I, Plants vs Zombies Two was the one I played. I think on Xbox. It's all right. No, I, I like the iPhone version, like where you the the original version. I like that a lot, but. The, fir- okay. the third person, you're a plant running around. Uh, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Um, it's just like if you're going to do that, why not play Division or, you know, like play a real uh, an adult game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. This Call of Duty is getting some different buzz than what we're typically Are we getting this? Are we going to try this? Hearing. Yeah, so I wanted to... I wanted to get your opinion. Like you played the demo, but our whole community is talking about: Is this a game that like a beta, we should yeah. get? Because we have a very Halo-centric community. Uh, I would even I've say Destiny anti- is even listen. more popular than Call of Duty in our group. Yeah, you know, I've only been anti like Call of Duty my entire gaming career. That's that, I've, I've me too. Shit on that well, game. I wouldn't say I was yeah. anti. I was just indifferent. It's like you know, I don't need. I don't need it. You know, it's not. Something that I feel I uh, is gonna fill some sort of void in my gaming life, you know. Um, yeah. So, and I've always had a weird feeling around those realistic military games, um, the really realistic military games. You know, they always give me this weird feeling of like, uh, is this like some, uh, is this like very indirect propaganda in support of the U.S. military? <laughs> it's probably thinking too deep, but. It feels well, like that. You know, sometimes. you say that, but how, I mean, how many thousands of young men and women joined because they liked that video game? I mean, that's, that's a probably good a point, real man. That's a. That's I mean, probably a real number, man. It definitely has had an, an influence, and also all I, those people. I, look at it. I was just gonna say, a lot of people like the game for that reason, even if they're not gonna join the military. A lot of very pro, yeah. you know, military, and it, you know, that's a lot of people in the South and certain parts of the country it's just extremely popular whereas we like a sci-fi game with a clone baby that wears a super suit that's what the kind yeah. of games we play <laughs> hell yeah but what do you um, think I've man you played the demo is, well, is it something we well, should get i i played the i played the beta and they i played gun game um or i'm sorry gun yeah gun yeah it was sort of like a an arena version a version of like halo 5 where you go in with um, one life, and it's round based, and okay, um, that's cool. And you go, yeah, yeah. And, and the weapons you get are are pretty randomized. You could get like a shotgun, a pistol, or a sniper rifle. It was very limited in the weapons you could get, and very small maps. And it was like two v two or three v three, and I enjoyed that. And then I played the. Um, just full on like slayer mode like uh what do you call it like and i stopped playing and then this weird thing happened where i i like was sort of i don't know i felt the itch to get back i was like uh oh man i played that earlier today i I hope that beta is still up tonight i kind of want to go back and play it so i only had a day with it i only had a couple hours with it um, I enjoyed it. It looked really good. It looked really good. The graphics, it sounded really good. The sound design was really solid. Like the uh, the the feedback you would get when you would get a headshot was like very satisfying. Um, my my issue with past 
Call of Duty games, and it's not it's not that I played all of them. This is based on reviews, and this is based on people that like, you know, video games, uh, first person shooter, competitive first person shooters that I line up with. Is that basically games want you to keep logging on and want you to keep playing? I'm getting a, a little bit of echo here. Do you hear this? Uh, no, I don't. I know we we okay. just had a couple glitches, so I do apologize for that. It's the it's same. Fine. It's fine. It's probably what it was. Okay. Um, but basically, like where your Halo Five is, um, okay. I suck at this. I suck at this shooter. I should train. I should try to like be better. I should work on like target acquisition. I should work on um, if I if I'm not doing well in a match, I should support the players that are doing well and try to go for assists, that kind of thing. Call uh-huh. of Duty, they have like like the analytics and the the statistics have like they're they're completely out there. There's no um, lying about it that that game or, or past versions of Call of Duty games have rewarded you for assists and counted them as kills. Yeah, and they make well basically but, past Call of Duty games make shitty gamers feel like they're good gamers. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I've heard that too. Um, that it's it's a satisfying game, but um, yeah. So I I think I'm gonna red box it and just give it the old red box try. See if it's something worth spending money on with my game wife. Um, but yeah, like I said, different kind of buzz. There's a I think people are at a point where they're they're ready and i kind of think it's be, it's been a long time since we've had a halo game destiny was supposed to fill that void but has kind of dwindled down to a dedicated player base you know so yeah i think that's part of the I reason kinda, people I are buy it just for the campaign almost you know mm-hmm. like i know the multiplayer I, I mean i try i sampled it and it was fun and i think it is something i could put some hours into and try to like focus on getting my rank up and stuff but um, I've heard enough about the campaign that that's attractive enough to me to like, you know, maybe, maybe drop 60 bucks or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, well, we'll keep you posted on what we decided to do. It comes out tomorrow. comes out on, uh, this podcast is be- being recorded on the 24th of October. It comes out tomorrow. So we'll 25th. definitely have you know what else some, some, some sort of an update next week. What comes out tomorrow? The Outer Worlds on Game Pass. Uh, which we talked a lot about last episode, but I'm definitely playing that game for sure. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try I think I'm gonna try it out for sure. Well and that's an another reason I haven't played one in a while, but it's um it looks it Yeah, looks well and it's shorter. Fun. It's a it's a twenty ish hour um you know, yeah. RPG and, and, and it's I, and I wanted to mention that um and and, the, and this game came up in my mind, um, the outer worlds when you were talking about, um, resident evil two, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with a shorter play time. No, it's sad, man. It makes you feel as someone who can't put as much time in as a lot of other people. This is coming from a couple dads, you know, rad dads. Like (laughs) how dare you? But yeah, it's, it's really satisfying and it's nice to feel like, uh, all right, beat a game. <laughs> you know that doesn't happen yeah. often. You know, uninstall, let's roll the credits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uninstall exactly. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, I'm good. I don't. I'm not yeah. gonna play as Claire Redfield. Yeah. No, that's I'm playing as that. Leon K. Kennedy, son. That's who I played the game it. as. I got what achievements I was gonna get. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Um. Yeah. 
we also played Fortnite. Did we talk about that yeah, last episode? I was going to say we have to talk about that. You and I, we went into Fortnite. Uh, big, uh, probably one of the most clever marketing maneuvers I think I can remember in gaming history where it's, I agree. The, it's the world's most popular game. Mm-hmm. They shut it down for three or four days. 48 hours. Yeah. And then they and then they brought it to you know their 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 marketing. I mean, I I knew I want to play and uh, and we night and we played uh, we played a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So getting some glitchy noises. I don't know if you're hearing that on your end. A little bit. Okay. Um, but um, is that coming through in the recording or is that just like us? Um, hard saying, man. But it's okay. We're a live podcast, and uh, I'm just going to close some things out to make things a little easier. But um, anyway, Fortnite, um, John, I know you were asking when we were playing, like, man, I beat my first game. Is Are these bots? Yes, there are bots. Um, yeah, I looked it That up. has been confirmed. And the more bots you have, the lower level you are. And I think this is an awesome idea, which means you're going to have satisfying gameplay always so you'll 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 be playing against a a varying mixture of human beings and bots the human beings you do play with are going to be at the same level as you so things are not going to feel um god demasculating sometimes you know you just feel like you suck and you're getting beat by nine-year-olds and no one likes that feeling so i think this is super smart um I remember I was killing people and I didn't care. I didn't care if it was a robot or a real person. I was killing people and that, that yeah. felt good. You it still know? feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what's funny. Um, here's what's funny. And here's what I want the listeners to know is that on my first match, so when you when you launch into the new season of Fortnite, it plays the trailer for you and then it just shows the back of a guy dropping into battle and you think it's still part of the trailer and then you like move your controller sticks oh, around. And you're like, I'm controlling oh, I'm this. playing. Yeah. And I th- so I thought, yeah. I thought that was really cool how they handled that. Yeah. But get that cool rap song going. Match. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I dropped into my first match and I won. I got a Fortnite Royale or a chicken dinner or whatever they call it in Fortnite. And I was like, immediately, I was like, hmm, this is a little fishy. I think I'm pretty sure I was playing bots because. The last couple guys that I beat to win the game in a in a very small circle. I mean, I was playing I was playing the game like I would play any battle royale. My technique is, you know, gear up. It's 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 not an unusual technique. Gear up, edge, you know, hang on the edge uh-huh. and make sure that I got no Charlie coming in from behind me, and then kind of like find cover, you know, wherever I can and and wait. And I was playing it very methodically. Um, I won. And I, I thought it was weird that the last few players that I encountered didn't start building. So I knew I, I knew that like if I was playing a real care a real person, they would build. You know, they would like start building yeah. ramps and walls and things like that. They would they would do that. Um, they didn't. I won. What was funny was you and I were we were connected on uh, we were in a party and we were chatting while I was uh, or while you were playing your first match and you lost you got third place against bots come on all right bud I don't know if they were all bots 
But third place for uh, maybe playing Fortnite <laughs> one other time a couple years ago is I'm pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I was like, yeah, like as you were playing your first round, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's bots like for the whole, you know, first round. And, and it's smart on um, Epic's side because it's like, oh, hey, I won. I want to play more. Yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to, yeah, maybe yeah. I will buy the, the battle pass, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get serious about some Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. And in, in your yeah. first round, you got third place. I thought that was so funny. I was like, Oh, Joel, you, they were bots. You <laughs> I'm should've... happy with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm good with I it. Um, I don't want to shit on uh, your another, <laughs> another Xbox news. Um, X, it's an it's been released on PC, but it's coming to consoles, and that is going to be gamer tag changes where you can name yourself whatever you want, and you'll get Fine. a twelve div- digit unique number, um, and that's how Microsoft will start to identify you. This is exactly what Nintendo Switch does, and um, yeah. So if John, if you were to change your gamer tag name, what would you what would you change it to? nothing my gamer tag is perfect the way it is it's what i've had since like 2005 and i love it <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't change it but if i had to i mean if you had else, to let's say yeah, if I had, let's okay. say you got what okay. what happened to kevin where they just sent you an email and they're like you know what we decided your gamer tag's inappropriate so you need to change it what would you what would you do um all all my initial ideas are something that would be like inappropriate um I don't know, man. Um, I, w- I would change it to Tater Twats sixty nine. No, you don't need a number. You can be whatever. You can just be Tater Twats. <laughs> I know, but I would want to add sixty nine onto it just so people know that I know, like, so people know I party. That you stuff like that. You have you. You're a partier. You know some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you change? Yours? I would. Uh... Yours is also perfect. Isn't yours just super blank shark? Yeah, it's pretty. Dude, it's pretty we have legit. great gamer tags, man. We got in early. I know. Um, yeah, I also would not change mine. However, if I had to, I've thought about this because Super Shark is taken. Like on uh, Oculus, it yeah. was taken. I think on there I was Goblin Shark, and um, but if I had to pick without any, I had to choose something. I would be. The Wizard of Jaws. That's pretty good. I've thought about it for a while. That's what That's I would do. Good. The Wizard of Jaws. Um, in other news, if we I have... To, uh, right, so if I had to change mine, mine would be Field of Creams. Oh, nice, man. If you okay. build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't even think that. That'll be in your slogan when they click on your profile. Dude, you should just do that. I should just do that. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, uh, the upgrade from you go from a single cream of Egbert to an entire field of creams, you're on another level. Mm -hmm. Did I ever Um, explain my gamer tag on this podcast? Uh, I don't think so. Here, why don't you do that? I'm going to grab a beer real quick. Yeah, grab a beer grab a piss whatever you need to do so my gamer tag and i encourage anyone listening who plays on uh, xbox live to uh, message me uh, party up you know if you want to play some halo 5 if you want to play maybe the new call of duty um i'm even i'm even open to fortnite right now but my gamer tag is cream 
space of space Egbert. E-G-B-E-R-T. Excuse me. Give me a follow. Yeah, or give me not a follow. Give me a give me a friend request. I'll I'll play with I'll play some games with you. Um the reason I made my gamer tag that was I have two brothers and they both play Xbox as well. And as far as I'm concerned, specific to Halo and probably most games, I'm the best. I'm the best there is. I'm the cream of Egbert. I'm the cream of the crop. It's not a sexual thing. A lot of people think, hey, why 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 do you know how come your gamer tag has to be about ejaculate? Here's my thing. It's not. You, you're the pervert that came up with that. I'm cream of Egbert. That means I'm the best there is amongst my brothers. And when, you know, I was a, I was a man born in fire. I was born in the darkness. I uh, I only competed oh, wow. against my brothers in the video game realm um, up until I'm my back. you know early adult years. Hello, you're back. I think I perfectly explained my gamer tag and. Um, yeah, I, I encourage those out there who think they can step to this to step to this. <laughs> I, dude, I'm still hung up on Field of Creams. I think you may actually need to think about that one, John. That was the first thing off the top of my head. I just started rhyming. What else? No, that's a real cream? good one. Um, dream. All right. Here, here's a question. Here's a question. Yeah. Who? Cream Supreme is too, too on the nose. Um, who, who do we know? that you think should change their gamer tag. <laughs> Man, um I, I like I think all, Jordan's I, mean, I think Ventrilofart is cute, but I think he could come up with something more uh No, I love the Ventrilofart because it's like it uh, it paints a picture to me. It makes me think of a ventriloquist, but he does it with farts. He throws farts across the room. Yeah. And it's like yeah. But that's I don't think I mean Jordan does do some amazing fart uh, mechanics, but I don't know. That's one. I think like uh, Brogan's. One. He's Jay Hawker nine zero two one zero. He's that got a lot of numbers in his name. That one could be changed. He, you got to bring. You got to dust off Brogue Star. You got to be the Brogue Star man. Um, yeah. So it'll be fun to see. I know uh, Golden Bear. Golden Bear is one. Golden Bear I one would, two three. Call, he's excited uh, to just uh, here, become I'll, Golden Bear. I'll, I like. I like Golden. I like Golden Bears. I'll fix Brogan's really quick. You ready? It's beef okay. broken off. <laughs> That's the gamer tag. That's a dope gamer tag. Uh, what if he was a uh, Brogan's Heroes? Hulk Brogan. There good. you go. That's good. <laughs> Hulk Brogan? Uh, Hulk Brogan is pretty good. Paul Brogan <laughs> from Crocodile Dundee fame. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's get on with the show here. Um, uh. Uh, yeah, it, Rad Dad Redemption. Well, I, I got one more little thing. Rad Dad Redemption, Halloween. We have November 5th. Uh, I said Rad Dad. I meant to say Red Dead Redemption 2. November 5th is the one-year anniversary. Uh, so it's coming up. It's going to be in a couple pods yeah. away. We'll have to do a big, fun anniversary party, John. Maybe, maybe we'll do the whole show as Dutch. you got to have faith, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> Dude. anyway do it no, um, do more no do more do more 
Yeah, I want more adoption. What I've done in my past is my business, Arthur. And if you're trying to tell, I can't say I can't do this one because you haven't got to that point in the game. So, ooh, never don't mind. Spoil me. Yeah. So, John. Anyway, we have Halloween coming up. We have the one-year anniversary of Red Dead Redemption coming up. What is your prediction? They're going to do something. It's Rockstar. Are they going to do a Halloween thing? Are we going to get an Undead Nightmare surprise? If not, what do you think they're going to do for the one-year anniversary? Well, I mean, already they've – I'd say it's quite a celebration, and I think they have their hands full um, with the one-year anniversary of the PC release. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's big. Like this, like red, like rat, like Red Dead. Uh, you know, anyone who's waited, who hasn't played it yet on console, and is like st- strictly a con, uh, like a, a computer player, like it. You get it. It's coming. It's gonna look better than on any console, dude. There's these people out here. They got these 2080s. They got, you know processor power out the ass ssds like they're gonna make it look real clean real good on pc like it's gonna look better than our shitty out of date xbox one x 4k 60 frame per second hdr trust me they're gonna make it look real clean on oh uh, well, on i can't PC. wait to see yeah and and then machinima like people are gonna do some cool stuff with well, the PC not stuff. only that, but like I told you about this um, mod for the, Grand Theft the Auto V. I mean, that's the same engine. It's the Rage engine, is what uh, Rockstar use, and and like, dude, if they could make, and and I thought that as I was playing Grand Theft Auto Five and VR, I was like, dude, if they made Red Dead Redemption Two in this mode, oh my god, I would I would have no problem, no problem at all, replaying the entire game. And I haven't even finished it my first pass. And it's a year later. How sad is that? Like, like that. You still a have real, a goal. Here's the deal, though, that? fella. You you had you uh, two episodes ago. We you said, said yeah. you made a go- you made a promise to our I, listeners I did. that we by say? November fifth, November fifth. That's the that's the one year anniversary. Can. I can do it. I can still do it. I'm not. I'm not done. Yes. I'm yes. close so, too. I think. Aren't I? Like in chapter six. I'm pretty close. Yeah, it speeds up. It speeds up for sure. Are you into any of the Native American stuff? Well, well, I haven't played in you know a month or something. Like I, you just got off Guarma. You just got off Guarma, right? Uh, yes, I'm back. Yes, I'm back to the the, main the main map. You got the the old bloody lung, the old bloody lung syndrome going on. Yeah, Arthur's not well. Okay. Well, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna say you're at the halfway point. To be perfectly honest, especially if you're savoring halfway it, that's the one point. thing I don't. Chapter six, definitely. Halfway? Was there twelve chapters? Yeah, because tuber- you have a tuberculosis for a. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything else. You have tuberculosis for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you went into a doctor and you're like, "How long do I have?" and he says, "A lot," you'd be like, "Well, you got a lot. You got a lot." Oh, okay. I can That's I can do bad. a lot. Honey, let's go to the Olive Garden. I, turns out I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot. <laughs> um, so I am excited to see what happens in the next couple weeks because uh, Rockstar likes to capitalize on an event. They obviously have 
enough autonomy in their creative teams to I mean, look at Grand Theft Auto. There's still updates all the time. All kinds of crazy shit. If anyone hasn't been in there, I know the casino had a lot of buzz, but there's an entire arena deathmatch Mad Max vehicle destruction mode now that they've added. They've added their own yeah. version of Rocket League into that game. They have flying cars, jetpacks, yeah, underwater like maps. Like, dude, it's out that. of control. You can buy a bunker for Christ's sake. Oh, my gosh. Um... So no, I feel like more people check it should out. be talking about the just the road rage, twisted metal, Mad Max version. Like that's fun. I played it. I played it a few times, and I'd get back on anytime you guys wanted to party up on that mode specifically. That's fun. Yeah, John, you want to have some trivia? You want to do some trivia here? Let's do it. Let's do some trivia. It's a very um, uh, it's a very ghostly episode. Um, that it is, that it is. And, uh, I would love, uh, well, let me catch folks up. So, uh, we play trivia for treasure and on trivia for treasure, the first on mic contestant to get 15 gold bars will be awarded an amazing $60 ish, uh, cowboy hat, probably Stetson. That's what my research shows is the best kind of cowboy hat. It's either that or it's gotta be something made by an old woman. And all she does is make hats. I would also wear that hat proudly. Uh, if you are a listener here at home, uh, Mixler.com every single week, um, you can you can chime in and play from home. We do ask for very quick answers. Uh, we kind of 15 seconds-ish. You shouldn't be taking too long. You take too long, people start to suspect you. They start to think you're a ne'er-do-well, a charlatan, a hack, a thief, a bandit, an asshole. No one wants that to happen, so make sure that you answer quickly, and we will award you one gold bar for every correct answer. First on-screen, uh, on-screen, on-show Mixler contestant to get to 15 gold bars will be awarded... What looks like a pocket watch, an old pocket watch, one of those time pieces. But when you crack that thing open, it turns into a steampunky shot glass that you can be the biggest stinking nerd at all the parties and drink rusty brass liquor uh, and have a great time. Get shit canned, say something you didn't mean to say, fall into a campfire. That's what I like to do. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. John, what's the scoreboard look like? Scoreboard is looking good for a, a, uh, a shark in the waters. That's what I'll say. Um, right now, chomp, currently chomp. in first place, the Super Shark. You have seven gold bars right now. In second seven. place, I'm the almost Night to the Hawk. halfway point. Yes, the Nighthawk currently in second place with uh, six gold bars. I'm proud to say I'm tied with uh, Jordan Shaquille, aka the Ventrilo Fart, with three gold bars, and that's the top. Yeah, that's 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 all the people you need to know about. That's all the people I you am, know about. Well, let's get into I'm loading up my mixler here. One. Uh, uh, Super Shark, you have vowed um, that you you will close your mixler and you will not use the Google search engine to find any of these answers. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. I got to get our chat up here. I got it. All right. Uh, sound off if you're in chat and you're and you're trying to play. Uh, good to know who's in it and who is not. So here we go. The way this uh, trivia works is I will read random quotes from uh, some of our favorite ghost movies. Oh, uh, okay. 
And uh, if you can name the title of the movie, then you get the you get the points. Get we'll those, start off get those um, points. with an easy one. Are you ready, Joel? I'm ready. All right, here we go. I'm gonna look down here. Here we go. All right. I think I can go now. Just needed to do a couple things. I needed to help someone. I think I did. And I needed to tell you something. You were never second, ever. I love you. You sleep now. Everything will be different in the morning. That's your first quote, ladies and gentlemen. I will not read it again because I am I can't. This is a ghost and film. It's a ghost feature-length film, and we are trying to name this movie. I uh well uh, seeing no participants online, I'm gonna go ahead and say Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad is incorrect. The answer is the Sixth Sense. Okay. And so here, here's wow. how we'll do this for you, Joel. I have one. I probably two, don't remember three. that audio because my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? During that yes, part of the film. Of course. Uh, so I have ten. I have ten quotes. I'm gonna read to you. Um, Jesus. If you can do All right, better, let's lightning round it. So here's the deal. If you can do better than five, then you get a bar. Is that fair? Okay. Not five. Not five. That's steep. Better, better than five. I'm going to say, how about look compromise, five or more? Okay, that's fine. Okay. Right, so, right, uh, so right now you're, you're, you're at a big donut. You're a big, you're a big uh, goose donut. egg. All right, big here we go. shell. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Your next one. Let me. I want to. I want to ease into this. Here we go. Let's get you a point. Yeah, we did talk about last week how our trivia might be too hard. <laughs> no, no, this is fine. That was a rough start. Here's here's your next quote. Ghost movie quotes. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. Ghostbusters. That is correct. correct. Good job. A point for the shark. We've chummed the waters, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Your next quote. This is an unregulated, unregulated radioactive (laughs) nuclear reactor that you have in the bottom of a firehouse in New York City, the highest populated city in the United States, or whatever he says. (laughs) Wow. Look at you. I like it. Yes. All right. Here we go. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Just remember, too, that you didn't exactly warn me about this kind of stuff before we moved in together. So I think I have okay. a little bit of say in what we do. Okay. I don't know if this I would call this a ghost movie, but I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm going to say paranormal activity. That is a point. For the shark, yes, you are correct. Paranormal yes. activity, OG. It's more well of a done. demon best friend movie, but I in the first movie it feels like a ghost. So I'm, I'll yes. All right, all right, all right. Your next, okay, your next points. movie quote. Okay. Let me find a good one. I'm, I'm literally on IMDb right now. 
Get one going, man. It's coming. I'm finding a good one. All right, here, let's, we'll, we'll just give you points. Here we go. Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of Harvard Business School. I traveled quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague and pretty much had a good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it, not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, oh what do you God. think? Am I qualified? <laughs> R.I.P.D.? Are you shitting me right now? No, it's Beetlejuice. Point lost. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a good ghost movie, John. Yeah, lots of ghosts in there. All right, here's your next quote. Ghost movies. All right, here we go. Get back in the goddamn ground, you un... What is it? Let me start over. Get back in the goddamn ground, you unorganized grab astic gob of telepathic shit. grab astic blob of telepathic shit get back in the ground um frighteners damn dude good job all right baby still got it that's a arlie Ernie i love that movie yeah r.i.p Dude, oh yeah, really yeah. He's uh, listeners. If you have that seen movie's very good. The, the Frighteners. It's got Michael J. Fox in it, like right on the brink of him, like not working anymore because of the uh, the yeah. Parkinson's. It's just... Damn, it's a good movie. Watch it. It's v- all right. I want to say it's a Zemeckis film too, so it's got that Back to the Future flavor to it. Okay. 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 So I got three Ready points. For your next quote. Yeah ghost movie quotes top quotes All ghost right. quotes this Diabolic- summer ghost quotes <laughs> diabolical forces are formidable these forces are eternal and they exist today the fairy tale is true the devil exists oh, I- god exists and for us as people our very destiny hinges upon which once we elect to follow. You gotta say it like this, John. It's uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist is incorrect. Son of a bitch. I thought it was Zelda, the little person. The, is the badass the con- little person. The conjuring. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. The little. The clap clap part of that movie? Yikes. That'll get you. All right. Uh, Man, we got some tough ones in here. Joel, you're at three points right now. You need. I'm three for three right now. Yeah, you need two. Well, I'm three three for six. (laughs) Yeah, you have four. I got four more chances left. Yeah. You can do this, bud. I believe in you. Okay. Okay. I'm surprising myself with how large of a on deck cate- like ghost movie category I have in my head right now. It's uh yeah, I didn't want to go for those low hangers. You know what I mean? I tried to go for something. There's not a lot of good ones, you know. Uh, uh, we'll get into that when we get to our top three. But yeah, keep keep going. All right, I got this. Here we go. Your next quote. 
should you choose to accept it? Um, I got it. I got. Yeah, I have it. I have it ready. Here it is. All right. Okay. Okay. It's a beautiful thing, alimony. You lose a husband, you get a car. Think it'll help me pick up dudes? It's not a great quote. Let me read another one. Okay. Okay. Had an affair <laughs> with a girl who threatened to kill herself, and now there's a presence in our house, a young blonde girl. Don't you get it? She did it, Norman. She's dead. And now she's trying to hurt you or both of us. Oof. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, you even get a character. What man. lies beneath. Hey, my guy. Good yeah. job. You're at four. That's a good one too, man. That's a revisitor. That, hey, that's a that that's one of those good. old those Dude. old underwater car ghost Listen, movies. Man. Hey, Michelle Fife. Uh, Harold Her- Harry Harrelson Ford Ford Harry Ford Harold's Ford. <laughs> yeah. Harry Ford. He's movie. gotta be. I want to be his buddy so I can call him that. Harry, what's up? Oh, you brought your deviled eggs. That's awesome, man. Come over here. I got a beer. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm bringing double eggs over. Yeah, it's a perfect. <laughs> it's a, it's a mayonnaise. It's a mayonnaise. I can't yeah. do it right now. I don't, I don't really want to. I don't really want it to. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your next one. Are you ready? Okay. Early, when I was doing my recon, I could swear I heard a woman's voice singing to me. It was like she was, like she was coming on to me or something. Okay. My first thought you is know, Ghostbusters. You another, can I give you another quote? Ackroyd blowjob scene, but I know it's not from there. Yeah. No, let's give you another quote. Who the fuck are you kidding, Greer? Everyone knows you Navy boys take it up the ass. <laughs> it's a ghost movie, huh? It's a dead Navy giveaway. Boys. Yeah, that last one should have given you all the info needed to produce a title for a ghost movie. Navy boys. Um, uh, I'm blanking, man. Um, ghost ship. Oh, you salty dog! That is correct, and that's gonna lock the win for you. That's gonna get you a gold bar. Ghost. <laughs> uh, uh, I love that movie too. God damn, that movie's a lot of fun. That movie. The year I like graduated a, high school. It's like a we theme ride, theme park ride. Dads. All right, man. Uh, do you want me to read the other man. two? Or are you good? I think. I mean, I think no, you got no, it. no. I guess the other couple. I'm good. Uh, is this this is all? This is the entire trivia. This is trivia. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Let's do the other two then. Let's do let's do a couple. Let's do a couple more. All right, here's your next one. <laughs> it was said in Japan that when a person dies in extreme sorrow or rage, the emotion remains, becoming a stain upon that place. Death becomes oh, a part of yeah. that place. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the grudge. 
You are correct. Look at this guy. Bingo. I got it, man. This guy. Michelle Geller, son. I love it. Do you Apparently want the one? Japanese version of that movie is significantly scarier than the the WB version that we got in um, in America. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought the American version was like it was worth a watch. It was pretty fun. All right, hit me with your hit me All with right, your last, last one. one. You ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Clean right throughout. And time goes by. Ghost. So slowly. slowly. And I hunger for your touch. A long, lonely time. You are correct. Well, fear so. Yeah, I nailed it. I love I, I love everything you did. That was a fun category. Your love. Good job. Yeah. You take the lead. Good. No, you're still in the lead. Eight. Eight. Eight bars. I'm past the you halfway a point. Cowboy hat. That's what's going to happen. I'll wear it. I'll wear it proudly. It has to happen. John. Tonight. Night of nights. Oh no. Life begets life. Death begets death. Rad Dad Radio is proud to present. No. Top three. On tonight's episode, we have two top three for a total of six incredible guesses. Top three ghost movies. And top three ghost games. Top six. Welcome. To Rad Dad Radio. Ta 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 three. Top three. Oh man, I'm so glad my voice is better. Do you remember last week? I had the perfect top three voice. Yeah, you sound like a you sound like an an old wet cat. It was bad, and it lasted for like an additional two days, but I have recovered. I wonder if um. If for priests during when they're in the confession booth, I wonder if their throat starts to hurt from all the whispering. I think whispering is the best two way to go. Hail Marys. Throat strain goes. You need two Hail Marys and three Our Fathers, and you can continue having that affair. There's there's Sunny. The voice of a priest. The strain is the the. The screaming orgasms from all of the young boys <laughs> they've been raping <laughs> over the years and been protected. <laughs> okay, so John, you want to go first? You want me to go th- first? You want to do games or movies? What do you? Where do you want to go with this whole spirit and uh, possession thing? Well, we talked a lot about movies, so let's go. Let's let's lean it back towards video games. How about that? Lean it back towards the games. All right, number your number three, number, number three, three, ghost. And again, this is uh, the overarching theme is ghost. Top three. Uh, hit me. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. You played that? Nope. I just heard good things about it. I know a lot of people <laughs> like it. Um, I was looking at like 
You should play it. That I'm, I'm disqualifying that. It. You need to. You, no, no. I know you suck well, up. You have a giant vacuum me, cleaner. You know. You're sucking up. <laughs> well, it ain't on my list now, is it, fella? You need to pick I your own. You got to pick something I, you played. I know it's, I know it's good. Uh, you have a vacuum cleaner. And <laughs> you, you can't even talk ghost. about it. There's a slime and, version uh, of Luigi. Yeah. There's a ghost version of Luigi. Yeah. Um, it's my number. Well, three. the new one's out. Luigi's Mansion Three just came out. Um, yeah. And I've thought it. You can get Switch games at Redbox. I thought about doing that. Just trying that out. Really? Well, my. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah, it's you like can get new- Switch games at Redbox. Do they spit out a little disc? It's the same box. It just has a disc in it. Same like DVD size, like oh, case. Okay, because I was like, as soon as you said that, I was like, dude, they'd have to like reformat all their. I thought it would just spit out like a little memory card because the Nintendo. No, Switch it's games- it's the memory card because it's SD size. It's a little thicker, but it's about that like you know rectangular area, and that fits inside the box. And yeah, and they have used games for sale. I'll I'll tell you. If you're looking for a used game, every whenever you're at a Redbox, even if you don't want to rent something, look at the used games because the prices on those are so stinking cheap. Really? Um, yeah, but it's physical. Yeah, they ha- man. Who wants to like use their hands to like change a disc and stuff? That's the worst. Well, so that's the thing with Nintendo Switch. That's the best way to do it because yeah. a you get a trade in value, and they hold their value really well. Like I could go trade in Mario Kart right now for twenty bucks. Like it holds its value fairly well. Um, but B, you only have 256 gigabits in that thing. And so you don't want to yeah. download a bunch of shit and fill it up, you know? So, oh, oh so digital wait, media. Nintendo Switch does digital too? Yeah, there's a store. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, dog. Okay. There's a store. So well, my I'm number learning. three. I, I don't own a Switch, so I'm learning. My number three ghost game is Ms. Pac-Man. It's okay. great. Um, you got Ghost, you got Inky, Blinky, Winky, Stinky, and uh, there's one more. Boo? James. You, you, I'm sure this has been a trivia question of yours, right? What, you know, yeah, what are the ghosts? Yeah, of the... I've asked them all. Yeah, for sure. I, Inky, I Blinky, you now, but I think you need all the ones I remember. Okay. Yeah. So, Ms. Pac-Man, man, what a revolution. Um. If why, you guys ever want to, uh, why Miz? Oh, it's just a better game, man. Um, and uh, at the 100th level of the original Pac-Man, the game breaks, um, which you know that holds a certain legendary status on an upright cart, you know. But for Ms. Pac-Man, the game will randomly generate levels, um, and I could be wrong, so correct me. Red Dead Radio One at Gmail dot com, but it'll it'll basically randomly generate levels, um, infin- infinitely, um. And then you get the uh, you get that cute little you get that cute little lady Pac Man that little circle with the big old mouth you know that's fun and you get sure. all the ghosts and yeah so that's my number sure. three you can't go wrong with the the Pac Man any of the Pac Man I will say the best Pac Man game I should put put this on there is the uh, Pac Man the combat Pac Man that you can find at Dave and Buster's four people play at the same time. So people can be Pac-Man or the ghost. It's essentially like battle Royale, but you're all looking at each other. And, um, that's pretty fun. And then there's another mode where you can all be different Pac-Men. And then there's, you know, AI ghosts that are out there after you. And you can kind of fuck each other over by, uh, 
eating eating the blue things uh, before other people get a get a hold of them or uh, okay. whatever the super super pellet. So check that out, John. You should do that. You should do a little podcast right now, Dave and Buster's trip. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! Just go out, ce- celebrate. You guys are. What do you guys are? You're episode what, like one twenty eight, something like that. Um. Uh, let's see here. I have it right. Yeah, one twenty three. Mm. It's our last episode. So maybe yeah, uh, maybe one maybe one twenty five. You celebrate. <laughs> I like you it. have a lunch money celebration. Hell yeah! All right, what's your number two, man? What's your number uh, my two? Number two is a Destiny two. Oh, you punny bitch! Because you have a ghost that's with you. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, complaints. You're striking out on this, John. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird genre of video games, ghost games. It, well, there's so a I, yeah. you don't play a lot of scary games though. That's the thing. You're 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 nervous. Well, I, I no, I play scary games, but sometimes it's zombies, and sometimes it's you know into the world times, and it's not always just specters flying through the air. Um, so I go, yeah, I okay. go Destiny two. With all my grievances with that game, I still got a shitload of hours of fun. So like, I complain well, you... a lot about the Destiny franchise. Um, I still. You know, I still got my, still got my money's yeah. worth. I think so. Okay. Well, I always remind uh, myself my of that two. anytime I start bitching about Destiny. It's like, yeah, but you still played it like eighty hours, so shut the fuck up. You know. Well, and that's part of the reason people complain is somewhere around the thirty-hour mark, shit starts to feel grindy, and then somewhere around the fifty-hour mark. It gets redundant, and then somewhere around the 70 mark, you think you're good, and you try out a raid, and you get your soul crushed. And that's why Destiny feels the way it feels. But if you uh, you, you play it every once in a while, me and John just got that newest uh, Shadow Keep upgrade, but we haven't really done anything with it. John Hill, um, you're talking about. Not me. I would never buy more things from Activision. I apologize, John. I apologize. Don't get triggered. John Hill. Um, <laughs> so we'll – yeah. I'll, I'm excited to just try it out. Try it out every once in a while. Play it every once in a while. Don't put it on a permanent thing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to build the same Lego set all the time. But guess what? Every other Christmas, you bust out that Batmobile. And guess what? It's fun to put together again unless you use the Crackle. I think, yeah. Or, I think or whatever that's, it's um, called. Just part of being a lazy person is like, wouldn't it be nice if there was just one video game you had to check in with for like six months and that was your game you didn't have to like worry some, about. some people it's a mentality thing i think it's a yeah. multitasking thing like for you could you have actually this would be a fun experiment john have three completely different pieces of art being painted simultaneously so like the style is different but you're doing them all at the same time like would that make your brain happy or would that be um it, like um, anxiety I think, yeah i think for that you. would be fine because you'd be getting a little <coughs> you'd be changing it up Excuse enough me. between pieces that um you would you would still be entertained so by the by the time you looped all the way back around to the first one after working on the third you'd be like oh yeah that's right i'm doing this style for this one i think yeah so yes okay. i think that would be cool okay okay what's your number or my number two my number two game number two Number is two. and I'm I I personally choose that this is a ghost game, so feel free to debate that with me. But it's Limbo. I think Limbo is the story of a dead shadow kid trying to get 
uh, to his happy place. And there's giant uh, macabre spiders and uh, rolling boulders and um, various, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, military, what looks like military personnel. Um, yeah. But that that whole game has, uh, you know how in the beginning of the show, top of the show, John, you mentioned like, well, it's heaven or hell or it's somewhere in between. And Limbo, hence the name, feels like you're in the in-between world, you know, but you got unfinished yeah. business. And that studio, what's the name? Do you know the name of that studio that makes that game? Inside and Limbo? Um, I don't. Insomniac? But... No. No, um, they're, they're awesome. And speaking of Limbo, like, uh, oh, the developer is called Playdead. Playdead, thank you. What, yeah. what, what I was going to say is they do a great job of not uh, – A, they don't, they don't give you any tutorial. You just figure it out. I like that um, in, in, in certain video games. So you just jump right in. you got to figure it out. And they don't give you any story outside of what you're kind of guessing and hypothesizing along the way. And for me, I walked away feeling like I was a dead kid, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, it's awesome. It's one of the best video. It truly is one of the best video games out there. I'd say it's it's definitely on my top 20 list of like all time greatest video games. So that's my number two, man. Limbo. It's a good one. Yeah. What's your number one? Your number um, one. My number one. This is another cop out um there's a couple characters in the game um that are called uh the twins and they sort of ghost in and out of reality uh the game is called enter the matrix and this was released oh uh, all yeah all the way back in in the early that 2000s was a hard boss fight. 2003 this was released on the uh yeah playstation uh playstation 2 and xbox original so yeah you copped your way out of this entire top three bro i did i did i couldn't think of good ghost games i know zombie games and i know like monster games but i couldn't think of uh yeah i couldn't think of good ghost games so did did firewatch didn't have a supernatural element to it did it it was just kind of a murder mystery really yeah yeah and okay have you played that game i love that game man i could live in that game you're asking about it i mean well, uh, it's been a while. I played it when it came out. It was like but ten bucks or whatever. It, right? I got it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Firewatch is worth playing. Um, Firewatch Enter is um, trippy. Yeah, I was gonna say Enter the Matrix is cool because this is like the only time I ever remember this happening in movie and video game history, where a video game released and it showed scenes from the movie. That was going to come out, so it was for Matrix Reloaded. And um, you played as side characters that were in the movie Matrix Reloaded. And I know a lot of people like to shit on the Matrix sequels. That's that's a popular thing to do. Um, I enjoyed both of them, and I enjoyed the game as well. Awesome, man. Uh, My number one is Ghostbusters. I'm not going to talk dun, too much dun, about dun, it because I gave dun, a dun, I, dun. I gave it a pretty good blowjob a few episodes back. But you did, uh, yeah. if you love those movies, I cannot stress to you enough: this is the third Ghostbusters movie, except it's interactive. 
all the voice actors, even to the pet guy that I made, I did a poor yeah. job of imitating earlier in the show. He, yeah. his, that guy is in the game, and um, Arthur Doyle Murphy, uh, Bill Murray's older brother, his voice is in the game. So, you Ghostbusters, you don't know a thing you're doing. <laughs> I can't do him either. Um, so that's my number one. John, I am really encouraging you to play that game. It is surprisingly yeah. good and really fulfilling. Um, and the fact that Dan Aykroyd and Harold, uh, rest in peace, Harold Ramis wrote the whole thing together, the quality and the content, and if you just take the time to read shit, you're going to be blown away. It's awesome. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, you have to play this game. So that's my number one. Nice. It's um, honorable mention. Can I give an honorable mention? Of course. Murdered Soul Suspect. It's a la- it was a launch title for the Xbox One. Um, okay. It got real shitty reviews, but it's like literally six dollars, <laughs> and it's a full AAA game. It's six dollars probably on Xbox Game Store. I think last time I looked at it, and you play the role of a, a recently deceased detective who is solving his own murder. Um, and so it's all it takes place in Boston and it's got it's pretty accurate to the layout of the city and you have like ghost vision so you're looking for both real clues and ghost clues like uh, paranormal kind of clues like um, oh my god ghost clues that's a solid name for a band ghost clues <laughs> ghost that's you remember it. the show ghost rider the nickelodeon yeah, show I do. ghost yeah, rider a little ball would like fly around the screen it was like when CG kind of first write right in a journal and yeah yeah anyway um, when, when murdered soul spec I want to say 2013 probably okay so kind of somewhere recent. around okay. there bearable yeah. graphics is what I'm asking yeah okay actually really decent graphics yeah and then okay. you you interact with other ghosts and you can talk to them and um, so yeah you're a dead detective solving your own murder that's the best uh, synopsis I can give. So Six honorable mention the movie basically. Yeah. You nailed it, man. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Top three. To, to, to ghost movies. Is that allowed or should I? Yeah. You know what? It is allowed, John. Right. Um, should I give you a top? It is allowed. <laughs> no, I, I was think. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a topic because there's something I was gonna talk about, but I want to talk about it with you. All right, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna grab another beverage. I'm gonna have a urination. I'm gonna empty the old saddlebag. Yes, and your topic. Milk the milk snake. Yes, your topic is. Tell the listeners all about in great detail. The time you okay. lost your virginity. I'll be right back. What? No, no, I'm not going to. I was young and uh, innocent, and I uh, met an aggressive older woman. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Um, But I will say there are some ghostly games. I've mentioned how I don't do well with scary games, um, but I will say there are some out there that I would like to try. Evil Within 2, that's one of them. I know that's a lot of fun. Um, Silent Hill. I've never played any of those games, but I heard those were a lot of fun. Um, those are kind of the big ones. <laughs> That's the weird thing. Ghost games are, um, you know, you, some of the best ghost movies 
involve a bit of a mystery and some, uh, you know, what happened, and uh, you have to solve you have to solve what happened to thus uh, release the spirit. You know, that's kind of a common plot in ghost movies. So um, I feel like that there could be more games like that. I feel like Telltale, that style, you know, choose your own adventure. I feel like that would be a good uh, setup for a ghost game. Um, if I was to make a ghost game, though. I would do one where you you definitely are a ghost um, and you're viewing uh, multiple situations across like a city in real time and you can travel between those locations in real time, um, go through walls, get ghost powers, RPG, level yourself up. Um, maybe you're solving your own death. Maybe you're helping other ghosts solve their own deaths. Maybe you're uh, um, interacting with the world in creative ways. I don't know, man. I'm not a video game designer. It sounds probably pretty complicated to make um another cool thing would be like a a jason style game asymmetrical multiplayer experience in which um you're like a ghost in a haunted house you got a bunch of people in there you know other other players playing uh uh trying to get out of the house and uh similar to jason you have different abilities that unlock with time and um you can kill people that'd be cool or set up booby traps or something like that i think that would be Super cool. Um, so, yeah, three. ghost games. Good timing. <laughs> I was running out. Um, top three movies, man. I'll go. F- uh, no. I, uh, briefly. Okay. I gave a quick little snapshot. <laughs> I didn't expect um, you to. All right. What do we got? I'll go, I'll go first this time. Um, my number three is... The Frighteners, which we already talked about, but that's nice. a fantastic movie. It's it's, it's got, like a um, it's a Ghostbusters take on it, but it's essentially uh, Michael J. Fox is uh, he uses ghosts to uh, haunt places, and then when he quote unquote clears the place of the ghost, then he gets um, a certain amount of money, and so it's kind of a really kind of unique take on uh, the whole paranormal investigation phenomenon yeah. and then there's a grim reaper type character that is uh um killing ghosts and causing uh have a killing actual real life people and so michael j fox has to go from like fake investigator to real investigator um and it's got jake Busey in it and yeah, probably say, his yeah. best role it's got, yeah it's got gary Busey's boy in it so it's that's like my a number cel- three. It's like a celebration of that guy, you know, Jake Busey. He's he's awesome. It, oh, it's oh, well, he was made for that role. He's it was just like a crazy serial killer guy, you know. Yeah, total psychopath. All right. Yeah. Uh, what All right, what's number your number? Three? Yep. Um, I went. I went Poltergeist. Is your number three? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, num- yeah, number three, the original uh, Poltergeist, uh, the scene where they walk in and uh, the chairs are all stacked up. It's like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. I think this is going to be good. You know, you move the headstones, it's good. but you didn't move the bodies. Like You uh, move the headstones, but you didn't with you son of a bitch. What do you call him? Um, Craig Nelson, that guy? Oh. Craig T. Nelson, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. It's, uh, it's... It's a, uh, you know, Toby, uh, Toby, what's his name? Um, McGuire. He, he, no, it's not Toby McGuire. Um, he directed the, um, 
original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He also, oh. well, his first big horror film was called uh, uh, Fun House, which okay. was essentially a bunch of teenagers in a fun house, and then there's a killer. Uh, it kind of looks like a clown, but not really. Kind of creature that's hunting them while they're in the fun house. That was his first um, first major role. And, um, you know, he was a young director, and the rumor is that Steven Spielberg kind of directed Poltergeist, um, but kind of through, um, you know, through this director. I'm pulling up his name real quick. It's Toby Hooper. That's his name. So uh, it's got a very E.T. Spielberg flavor to it. There's a ton of heart in that movie. The thing that I love describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I love how um, there's a lot of unnecessary character development scenes in it. Like the parents just hanging out in their bedroom when the kids go to bed. That just makes it very relatable for me, for whatever reason. Like, yeah, the, it feels the like daughter, real people like, dealing off the construction workers and stuff. Like, yeah, and the son yeah. being self conscious of his braces, and like, there's some. Um, it, it's humanizing in a way that I think is rare. You know, like it's it's a definitely extra screen time that wasn't needed, but. Um, I, I, actually, it was needed apparently, but in, in in movies today, you would see a lot of that get cut out, and um, that's part of the heart and soul of that movie. So, if you haven't seen Poltergeist, check it out. And Poltergeist Two is uh, Poltergeist One is the scarier mo- or is the better movie. Poltergeist Two is the scarier movie, in my did opinion. You, did, did you ever see the remake? Oh. Yeah, I don't even remember it. It's forgettable. But yeah, I, I didn't watch it, so I'm. I'm they put too I'm, much emphasis on the clown. Like that was one part of the original movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't want to watch All right, well, it, but like I, I, I assumed it sucked balls. So. Yeah. Um. My. <laughs> my number three is, and I want to make sure I say this right. Um. John, help me, man. What was the name of the? It's a it's a movie with the. Uh, it's a it's a. He's just a super awful serial killer that gets electrocuted, and then comes back. Shocker, man. And shocker. That's it. That's my number that's two. That's a good one. Uh, he, it's about it's this guy who gets electrocuted. <laughs> it's got a uh, Peter Berg who is now better known for his uh, direct his directing. You know, he did the the Mark Wahlberg military movie. Um, Oh God, man! I'm blanking on stuff right now. Uh, what's the military movie with Mark Wahlberg? Lone Survivor. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, there you go, Lone um, Survivor. Yeah. Um, uh, but Peter Berg. This is in his acting days. Um, and he is. Uh, he's there's a serial killer, and anybody he touches or looks at <laughs> becomes like the most fucked up guy. So at one no, point, like, and he's got he this like bad leg. Yeah, he can like transfer his soul like to yeah. person to person it's awesome yeah it's really actually but have you watched it recently um kind of it's been like within the oh. last maybe like three years or something and that movie is it's it, it doesn't hold up and it's hilarious like oh it's real careful, fun to watch with way, people if, if you're like interested in watching this movie be careful when you google search it because if you Google search, Shocker, <laughs> um, you'll get a lot of, uh, you know, 
the yeah. one in the hand gestures. The, yeah, yeah, some hand gestures uh, <laughs> that are yeah. that have sexual connotations. Yeah. But it, but it, so one of the character traits of the guy is he's got a bum leg, so he kind of drags his foot wherever he goes. And he at one point in a in a daylight park scene goes into a little girl, and she's like dragging her leg, and she's I forget what she says, but she's like, "Fuck you, man!" Like she's just yeah, cursing no, at yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, so like, there's this guy also. He's the main character. Um, I just looked it up. He's called Peter Berg. And for the longest time, yeah, that's time, what I was just I talking thought, about. Yeah, I know, but I thought it was, um, I thought, <laughs> I thought he was, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh damn it! Who's We're real the good. guy in? Um, <laughs> damn it! Never mind. Move on. I, I, I just thought, <laughs> okay. like, in my memory, in my memory, it was, uh, it was like a, a way bigger actor. Damn it! Yeah, I can't think of the guy's name. Once I say it, you'll be like, oh yeah, for sure. It's okay. It's all right, man. Um, what's your number two? Um, number two, top three ghost movies. I went. Can I read my own handwriting? That's the question. Um, oh, Sixth Sense. Oh, nice. I love that movie. It's Everyone so knows good. that. Yeah, that's Shyamalan's uh, first big kind of. Big screen debut, that, honestly, as a director. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that one is polished um, to perfection. And the first time I saw it, did not know that Bruce Willis was dead. The twist totally worked on me, and I loved it. And um, that movie's great. Uh, the The flashbacks of the, or not the flashbacks, but of um, uh, Haley Joel being able to see the dead people, like, crushed it. Yeah. Very scary. <laughs> yeah. Almost as um, scary as looking my... up a current photo of Haley Joel Osman. Uh he's got a pumpkin head, but he's still got that charm. Yeah, no, I still like him. <laughs> um well my number one is Poltergeist as well. Um okay. and I think what that movie did with Honestly, a lot, in my opinion, a lot of modern, like, ghost lore is coming from that movie. And that movie did a really unique job of, it, honestly, it's the first time you ever saw, like, paranormal investigators in a film. Um, you know, it's 1982, it's before Ghostbusters, um, and they handled it really seriously. It was like a, a department at a college that came over to help the family with this haunted house, and, um... So they did this really unique thing where I think it impacted society, you know, and a lot of what we learn or hear about ghosts and at least in like the modern ghost hunter shows kind of comes from that movie. And then of course there's the ghost there, not the, the, the poltergeist curse, which John, I know you've probably heard about, but, um, Dominic Dunn, who played the eldest sister, the, the girl that's like flicking off the. Um, the handsy construction worker in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, she, they're she died. Yeah. Yeah. She died at the age of 22 after being strangled by her former boyfriend, um, John Thomas Sweeney. And what? so that's awful. And then Heather O'Rourke was misdiagnosed with uh, Crohn's disease, which is essentially an inflammation within the intestines that uh, just causes a lot of problems. 
Um, and it turns out she had a, a bowel obstruction and she died uh, immediately after filming Poltergeist 3. Um, the old man in Poltergeist 2, the Carolyn, the old skeletal looking man, apparently yeah, smoked yeah. 300 cigarettes a day. He died while filming Poltergeist 3. Um, the Native American gentleman, um, famously known for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, his character was called Chief. He played uh, another spiritual guide in the second ghost. The second ghost, uh, second, I keep calling it Ghostbusters, Poltergeist, is, de- I think, the better film in terms of a, a really scary ghost story um he would frequently be found coming in early to bless the set because he felt that there was something that had been wronged with um with the spirits and that the ground that they were on were sacred it was later found out that they were in fact filming on the site of an indian burial ground and in the and the famous pool scene at the end of uh, poltergeist one that those skeletons were actually real human skeletons yeah which at that time were commonly used commonly used in film you buy them from a company um and they would make them up and dress them up but she was wrestling with and acting her ass off with real human skeletons and so they think that that's where the curse originated. Um, there's other stories. There was a plane accident that had a producer on it, and there's other things. There was a, at one point there was a scene in Ghost or uh, I keep calling it Ghostbusters, Poltergeist Three, where uh, it was a water scene, and they were in like a basement. There was water everywhere, and apparently a light fell into it and nearly electrocuted half the crew. So there's oh all God. kinds of weird stuff that had happened, but um, it's funny you get you get. Two people start to, you know, start rumors. You get three, and it's almost confirmed that something is cursed or haunted or doomed, you know? So I think that all that stuff is really fascinating. And I love that film. Love it. Love Poltergeist. And it's real sad oh, what yeah. happened to those people. So, um, cool, man. Um, I mean, the last little section we got is uh, stuff that we've watched. And I'd love Hold to on. update you. Don't you don't want to know I... my number one? Oh, I am a dickhead. I'm so sorry. What's your number one? <laughs> Ghost um, Dad. Sorry, Bill Cosby. One, uh, the the actor that I was thinking of as the main character, like the younger kid in uh, The Shocker or whatever, uh, Peter uh-huh. Berg. Uh, for yeah. the longest time in my memory, that was Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. Think, similar. Think similar. about it. Yeah, very similar. All right. Uh, my number one yeah. is The Shining. I think it counts. Man, that was going to be my number one, but I decided it wasn't a ghost movie. No, I think it's a ghost movie, man. A lot he, he There's a lot of interactions with dead people and, and, and the shining there itself, is. the shine, that's a connection to like the, to the, the afterlife. To dead people. Yeah. yeah. I go the shining and, well, I, and I have watched it's that funny. recently and it is, uh, oh, it's so good. Man, I, it's the best. I mean, it's a celebration. It's really good. So, yeah. Well, it's one of those movies, too, that it's so trippy and so engaging that once you start it, time kind of stops yeah, until you're it's over. It. And then it's your and then the music. Have you ever seen the YouTube video that shows on one half of the screen? It's showing Shining playing in and like forward. And then on the other half, it's showing it playing reverse. And the oh. entire movie is symmetrical. It ends with the mountains. It starts with the mountains. It and everything is symmetrical. Stanley Kubrick is 
something we may not get back again for a long time. His style and what he did with filmmaking yeah. is pretty uh, pretty unique. And then, of course, famously, he tortured Shelley Duvall. Poor oh Shelley God. Duvall on the set. Yeah. He might have ruined yeah. her as like a person or something. Yeah. Well, and apparently Jack Nicholson would come in and do literally like one or two takes and then Shelley Duvall would, uh, it would take, it would take, uh, well, the, the, the axe in the door screaming scene apparently yeah. took, um, they, they did some, the, like, I think like it's Guinness record of the amount, like it's like 2000 some her. takes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, huh, awesome, man. Well, um, the last little bit. I want to tell you about a couple things I've been watching, man. Let me know what you've been watching, of course. Um, on Netflix, there's this new Paul Rudd show called Living With Yourself, and it's real good. It's like something that if you – everyone loves Paul Rudd, I assume. But if you like Paul Rudd and uh, you want to see him do some really kind of unique acting, check it out. It's a it's a darker comedy. Um, and have you heard about this, John? Um, that's actually what I've been watching. I just finished the okay, series. So you're aware. Um, I'm trying not to spoil anything because Lori no, went yeah, in knowing nothing. Series. I loved it. Yeah. Lori went in knowing nothing and was just so blown away when the story started to unfold. So yeah, check that out. And then uh, Walking Dead is back on and it's it's decent right now. It's pick, I, I, I talked about last year about how... Uh, it had got. It's definitely still good, and we're on season two. We still have to watch our season two, episode two. We still have to watch episode three, but um, yeah, it's it's good. Michonne, Michonne, uh, Daryl, you know all those characters. It's all it's it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I, um, I got to catch you, up on The if, Walking Dead. Yeah, Joaquin. Um, there's a my kiddo man. She loves uh, she loves the Ninja Turtles. She loves Batman. And lo and behold, DC, I talked about how I have a DC online uh, subscription. They have a Ninja Turtles versus Batman movie. And dude, it is a lot of fun. It's so fun. Um, I'm watching it. I'm watching it with her. It's cartoon. It's got uh, Kevin Conroy as Batman, of course. It's got Mark Hamill as Joker. And then it's got the Ninja Turtles. And um i realize about a third of the way in it's rated pg-13 because oh. at one point Raphael completely stabs a sigh into a foot soldier's face and blood like goes everywhere <laughs> oh um but we kept watching you know i was yeah. like i'm watching ripley everything's good, good we're gonna keep kids. watching it yeah it's good for the kids but it i mean this is exactly what i thought is if it was me and you and jordan was four years old would we have turned it off Hell no. We would have loved that thing. We would have immediately gone outside and started pretending to play Ninja Turtles and Batman. So it's a lot of fun. Um, without spoiling too much, the plot essentially is Ra's al Ghul and Shredder team up. And using the Lazarus Pit and the Ooze, the mut- mutagen, they, um, they basically mutate all the classic Batman villains into these animal monsters. And the Ninja Turtles and Batman fight them. And Batgirl's there. Robin's there. Um, it basically is set, it takes place in the Batman animated series universe. So it's all the same animation as that. Nice. It's awesome. Nice. It sounds awesome. Um, and then la- and then the last thing, man, is, uh, I saw that new Lion King. Have you seen that yet? I, I haven't. I have it. Um, I have it downloaded. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. 
So, you liked it? Again, or... we all know. Well, here, I'll, and I'll be brief, but um, in the beginning, when you're watching it, it's really trippy because it's a shot-for-shot remake of the cartoon. And it you it's weird because you know what's going to happen, but you've never seen it like this before. So there's this kind of weird separation but familiarity all at the same time. Uh, but then when they start to get to some of the classic songs, that's when I started kind of in my head realizing I'm pretty sure the cartoon's better. Like, uh, I'm going to be a mighty king, so enemies beware. Like that whole thing. In the cartoon, it's this colorful, like uh, trippy almost, um, you know, um, artistic take on where this little lion cub is and his own confidence, you know. And then in the movie, it's, a little realistic line running around a bunch of animals. So it just yeah, loses I mean, that fantasy in the element. Animated version, they have like animals like doing like they're like stacking up on top of each other and like everyone mm-hmm. it, it creates a visual yeah. yep. aesthetic that yeah, you can't do Oh yeah. It's it's very Disney. It's very yeah. like classic like almost fantasia esque yeah, yeah. fantasy animation. But they don't do that. Um it's like, they I keep it of, straight. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast be our guest scene. Yeah, like it, exactly. It's like Shit the, yeah, going it's everywhere. Like it's all choreographed. Better. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got Donald Glover as older Simba. He crushes it. You got Beyonce. She actually, it's great. You know, Beyonce's, she's a real treasure. <laughs> she's in it. But then, like, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, that sequence, it happens in the daytime. I don't even know what's going on. It's going on in daytime. And they're talking about feeling the love tonight, and uh, yeah. So I it was it, there was a couple moments like that were jolting for me, but yeah. I will say the best part of the entire movie is Timon and Pupa, which is Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner. They're the best okay. part of the entire film. Okay, and um, so worth watching. So I would. Definitely. It's for your children. It's gonna be a much bigger impact than it is on us. We just got to come to terms with that. Is the uh, and is the Mufasa death scene is that still as epic and grim? I'm glad you brought that up. Or do they um, shy? It was it was tough um, watching my kid react to that. And even though she knew it was coming, because she watches the animated one all the time. Yeah. Um, and I knew it was coming. Lori knew it was coming. We. Uh, it was tough. Like it's there's that I will say that had a that had a being so realistic looking. It had a different impact than it did yeah. uh, watching it as a kid on a cartoon yeah. level. So that's the that's the warning, you know. But yeah, show it off to your kids. Let me know what you think. Here's the movie I've been wanting what to show think? to my kids this Halloween. This. And and the younger one, I don't really count because she's still sort of like a goofy little weirdo. And she's at the age of four. And I have an eight-year-old. I want to watch Army of Darkness with them. And I don't know if... Oh, you mentioned this. You mentioned this last episode. Yeah, I don't know if it's like appropriate or not. not. Um, it's, It's goofy, but it also has like really scary creature effects and fight scenes. So I don't know. Um, I I think you might be surprised with how graphic it is at parts. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. You all know? I'm thinking about is like all the Bugs Bunny like comedy in in that movie, like because it really is 
it's really goofy, you know? So I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think your oldest might we be able to handle it, but too, though, you know, like there's the old eye cover for the intense. Some parts. of it comes out of nowhere, man. That witch in the beginning is like out of nowhere. The pit witch. The pit witch. Yeah. And then there's the lady who turns into a witch in the King's court. That's the best part. Oh my God. He blows and her away. And he, the... he, he like turns around and he's like, he like puts the, the boomstick over his shoulder and blasts her. Uh-huh. Oh my God. It's yep. so good. It's pretty good. I'll swallow your um, soul. I'll swallow your soul. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, if you want a fun one, John, that is a little edgier, but your kids will both, both of them will like it. Don't Frank say Hocus and Weenie. Pocus, man. No. Frankenweenie, Tim Burton's Frankenweenie. Okay. It's one of the handful okay. of original Tim Burton movies. Um, <clears throat> he did a short, so probably a little over a half hour long live action one with the kid from okay. Fantasia. This was back in the late 80s. But then recently, I want to say mid-2000s, he did uh, like a CGI treatment, and it's a full-fledged film. And it's awesome. It's definitely, you see the death of a dog. That's part of it. But what a cool way and a really metaphoric way to teach kids about death. You know what I mean? It's 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 actually it's 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 got all the feels in it, and it's really cool that you'll love the animation style of it. It's ve- that's yeah. very Tim Burtony, you know. So sure. uh, yeah, that would be my Halloween family Suggest movie recommendation for for, yeah. for the youth. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. Awesome, man. Well, uh, last little thing, man, is you wake up in the middle of the night. You know, a lot of our listeners may be dealing with a haunting of their own, John. You know, they may have a, a spirit that is living with them, a, a loved one that is clinging on to the last little bits of life, not knowing that they're inadvertently stealing the life away from you, thus creating Unfinished problems business, in your in your, in your your work life, your sex life, your marriage, your relationships. What's your advice for folks that might be living with a ghost or folks that may want to be getting rid of a, an unwanted spirit or specter? Wow. Um, just probably, man, wow. Someone who's living with an unwanted ghost, spirit, or specter. Um, maybe this is the, the metaphoric uh, ghost, you know, or the spirit or specter. Ooh, okay. Right? Maybe you got to turn yeah. that mirror around. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's, <laughs> that's actually only, good advice, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the only way I'll I'll look at maybe, it. And, yeah. and my advice to maybe, you maybe, is yeah. to take a uh, yeah t- <laughs> take supplements, a one a day vitamin. Um, yeah, I would say vitamin uh, D. That's gonna lift yeah, your spirits. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of B twelve. You know, some fish oil, uh, whatever you can get your hands yeah. on. Um, and then I would say. Uh, you know, uh, spend some, spend less time, you know, worrying about these metaphorical ghosts and specters, and uh, go go out of your way to uh, brighten someone else's day and watch, watch as those specters evaporate yeah. into thin air. Yeah, I that, think that's, and then, that's uh, a good. Eat some eggs some... and exercise. Go on a walk, that kind of thing. Go on a walk. Yeah. Increase Get your some sun on your that face. Would, yeah. yeah. Um, and eat, and but I do eat, know there, eat eggs. The, I there say, are, eat eggs. and, and the problem with uh faith or belief is the moment you have decided something is real, 
it's extremely it's it's uh, really hard to 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 decide it's unreal and so uh i would challenge people to be skeptical um if there's a scary place in your house go go just be bold and uh go there uh hang out there and uh think about i think john said this in an uh, indirect way but uh what w- you're taking some negative things in that are making you feel like there could be some sort of uh threatening oppressive entity in your home um but think about what you're putting out there right uh maybe you need to think about if if you're feeling down and blue but aren't uh, consciously aware that you're feeling down and blue you can put that out you can like uh kind of kind of slough that stuff off into the universe and that can uh, reflect itself as something foreboding or uh, scary, spooky, gloomy, you know what I mean? Um, also, if you feel like you have a ghost of a loved one, um, that means you have regret. Usually. Seance. It means there's shit you didn't you to, say. You have to do a seance yeah. now. Well, <laughs> but before the seance part happens, but it usually means there's stuff, there's, there's leftovers. There's things you didn't say or things you didn't do. So use this as an opportunity this Halloween. And I love the Latin American approach to Halloween. I think they have one of the healthiest approaches to Halloween out there. Um, outside of the, your Pennsylvania Dutch folks that invented all those fun jack-o'-lanterns and candy in your boots. But the Latino fam- uh, families out there, they celebrate the dead every single Day de las Muertes, which is coming up this upcoming weekend. Um, so use t- this time right now as an opportunity to say the things that you've always wanted to say, good or bad. Get it off. Get it out there. You'll be surprised with um, what happens. There's nothing bad that can come from showing uh, what you really feel or mean to another person because when they are gone um it should be a celebration and a memory not an anchor pulling you down to the darkest depths of your souls ladies and gentlemen this has been rad dad radio my name is shark johnson and here for creamy johns we're inviting you to check out our patreon at rad dad radio slash or patreon slash rad dad radio uh send us an email you got a question you got something you got feedback for us you know maybe these technological glitches are really wearing you out well send us an email about it Rad- raddadradio1 at gmail.com give us an uh a call at 970-FOUL-OX-4 and if you love the flavor Rad Dad radio please check out podcasts right now john you got anything to plug anything going on in your life you want people to check out or or follow or put their finger on um, yeah, no, just check out a uh, podcast right now. Um, you can find us on, uh, you know, iTunes, everything like that. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, no. Egbert Cream kinda, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah Egbert Cream on Instagram. I, I, I'm, I'm failing hard at the Inktober uh, make art it up. challenge right now. But what I have up so far, pretty proud of. I think I've done a fine job in the first <laughs> half of the month. So. Uh, check those well, out. Well, you're drawing yeah. more than most people. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, doing my darndest, you know. But, yeah, check out my art. Yeah, so uh, Egbert Cream. Egbert Cream, and uh, message me on there if you're interested in, you know, something, uh, you know, I, I take commissions. So anything specific you want, yeah. you know, holiday season's coming up, get prepared. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, if you liked, I know a lot of folks like that uh, the song I played at the end of last episode. That that was "Walking Dead" by the Clean Plate Club. If you like um, that kind of music, it's like uh, the presence of the United States and the Weez- and Weezer had a relationship, and Tenacious D was the milkman. 
If you like that flavor of music, go ahead and uh, search Clean Plate Club on iTunes and Spotify and, and check that music out. So, um, Awesome. Well, this is Rad Dad Radio. We'll see you next week. John, what's the theme going to be? We forgot. We, uh, Ooh. Let me look. Let me look. Uh, yeah, look into the bag. Uh, is it? Is it Dracula's? Is it? Um, maybe it's. Uh, well, it's just monsters. Maybe it's slashers. Who knows what it could be? Well, next week will be our last one. Will be our last one, and yeah. uh, before before the Halloween, Halloween holiday. Spooky, creepy. Yeah. What do you got? I mean, there are vampires. There's witches. Witches are fucking creepy. I think we creepy, should do especially slashers, like throat cutters, slashers, like real murderers, people kill people. Yeah, those are my okay. favorite horror movies. All right, or like real life, like, real life horror. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's not a vision. All it's right, not, you know, some sort of. You know, okay. Yeah, is that well? Is it and we will definitely be on. Yeah, it'll be John if possible. Well. We'll have to figure it out, but uh, on Wednesday night next week, I'm going to see an early uh, preview showing of Doctor Sleep, the sequel to Shining. Um, oh, and then Thursday, of course, is Trick or Treat night. So, John, we'll have to be creative as to when uh, we do our show next week. But stay tuned. Real life horrors, Rad Dad Radio. Um, I'm going to give you a movie to watch, John. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say we Slasher. need an assignment for me and the listeners. Is it I Know What okay. You Did Last Summer? Because I just watched that. And well, if you no want it to be me. real life, if you want it to be something based off of real life, is yeah, that yeah. are we sticking to that or are we just sticking to stabby, stabby, murdery people? Stabby, stabby, IRL, a dude could be in your house. Slasher is what I'm thinking. Uh, all right. Well, then I will. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? No. Okay, well, it's one of the... It's very good. I will say, even for today's standards, it's a lot. (laughs) It's, it's, um, it's pretty, it's, it's not so much violent as it is, um, realistic. So you feel uncomfortable at parts, but it's got, um, Michael Rooker. Very young, mm-hmm. 1986. Michael Rooker is he plays the lead role, and um, so yeah, check that out. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. It's uh, I feel like it's it's must watch material for anyone that likes horror films, um, because it does this thing where well, don't you become sympathetic. Well, no, I'm just saying I'm just, it's not it's not content story plot okay. material, but I'm just saying it does okay. this. It's directed and written in a way. Okay where you start to feel sympathetic for the bad guy. And I think that's a rare thing to see in film. I think Joker is the most recent example of that. So, um, yeah, Henry Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer would be. Portrait of a Serial Killer. That's our assignment for next week. Listeners, watch it, and uh, we'll we'll watch it again. And we'll talk about it 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Rad Dad Radio. Thanks for listening.